So I, I, I got a bunch of breakfast places, but any chain, so like Denny's, IHOP, you know that kind of stuff. They're they. I don't. I mean, unless for some reason I'm with people who want to go there, and I am way outweighed, and I can be pretty fucking convincing. So I'd have to be way outweighed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be going to any of those places. Mm-hmm. It would have to be a really weird situation for me to end up at like a George Webb's for some reason. Yeah, you know what? Another big for George Webbs. Dude, I listen, guys. I mean, I know that you know this. You've known me for two years, and this is not news. But I am the most pretentious person you'll ever meet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! The pretension is deep in my blood. There are certain things I just, I just don't. I I think about, like, I think of how they probably keep their food because I've worked in restaurants a lot, you know, and. I think of just how long that shit's been sitting in the back, not moving, and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't eat there. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think about that stuff too much. I'm too, it's too, uh, I'm too rinsy. Humble yourself. Get a burger I, at George Webb. <laughs> Jesus. I will go, I listen, I will go to Denny's and I will get me a rare steak from Denny's and trust yes. completely. Oh, you'll go to I you'll trust a fucking a steak I from Denny's too much. Implicitly, I will go to a truck stop Denny's today. And He's going to go to a truck stop Denny's and get the fucking shrimp dish. <laughs> I will get a shrimp dish <laughs> with a side of rare steak and uh, you know what? Just go ahead and throw me in some tap water. You know? There we go. I was Ooh. I was at my high school homecoming when they got those shrimp and you're just eating them now. <laughs> well, yeah. I can honestly say I've never been to a breakfast place that like wasn't a chain. Like, I've only ever been to IHOPs, like Perkins and Denny's, and then the, like McDonald's for breakfast. Perkins doesn't think, even exist anymore, does it? Uh, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I haven't been to a Perkins in a long time. I'm pretty sure Perkins, like they all close nationally. Huh. The only times I the only times I go for breakfast are like when it's like a, a real important, like hey, let's get together, like for breakfast type thing with friends or family. Sure. Which is which is rare already. Um, especially in, in this day and age, but, um, and then the only other time I've ever gone for just like, Hey, let's go get some breakfast was like late at night after you have like gone out for hours on end. And the only thing that's open is like, uh, uh, a chain 24 hour, like diner. The only time I've ever been to Ma Fisher's, uh, the only times, cause I've been there twice. I was like, near death drunk both times. Mm-hmm. So. As you should be. <laughs> Moth Fishers welcomed all. <laughs> Dude, I remember one of the things about Moth Fishers that I remember is that you have to pay before you get your food. <laughs> yeah, only only in the late hours, though. Um, they need to guarantee they get their money. <laughs> That's so funny. I love Moth Fishers. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another great oh, No shit. Games, No How Life. How long have you been doing it for? <laughs> <laughs> way, way before. <laughs> it's been recording for a while, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we've name-dropped so many places today. <laughs> Free ladies advertising. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to No Games, No Life, your uh, gaming discussion podcast for gaming from the table to the screen. Are you, are you sure, John? 
Are you what sure this is a breakfast podcast? <laughs> Listen, about the last like twenty minutes. Listen, if we want to go into breakfast cast, I think we can fucking do that. I think we can talk about a bunch that's a, of that's a real stuff. niche market. Yes, <laughs> we can get into the nitty gritty of our breakfast here. You know, what's, what's the breakfast food? What's the best the cereal? What's the what? How do you like your eggs? We can we can break it all down, guys. Buttered toast or not? All right. Uh, folks, what unbuttered toast? <laughs> but buttered toast or not buttered? Like some people just like dry toast. They can put, cabbage. Well, they can put jelly on it and not have butter in it. I don't know what the hell, man. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was I'm gonna, Jason. If I'm gonna put toast. Oh shit! I'll stop. <laughs> and <laughs> that's Antonio, the pretentious one, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> and John. Hey, it's John. Hey, hey, guys. Uh, and of course, I'm Jelani here. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us here. If this is your first time joining us for a Pop Them Right podcast. Boy, you joined in a good one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So I think I think uh, us like just coming together and then like the electricity that we feel just makes us want to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just good. We're electric when we have topics, guys. Um, so yeah, we're going to... Yeah, so... Of course, you guys uh, stick around here, but make sure you keep it locked to all things Pop Samurai all over the place on all social media platforms. Just look up Pop Samurai Network or Pop Samurai. Uh, and then you guys can uh, also, if you guys have any questions, comments, or anything like that, you guys can send it over to Network at gmail.com. And uh, hopefully we'll get one one day. Who knows? Maybe a breakfast question. That'd be good. That'd be nice. Um, of course, you can find these these episodes um, every week uh, on popsamuelnetwork.com and our podcast archive. Um, check it out there. So far, this is you know this is episode number five, guys, of our remote discussions, and uh, I'm I'm enjoying them. You know, me too. You know, you know, you know when you're on. See, there's a difference between being on video and uh doing the stream and listen i do miss like snackdown and stuff like that we used to do um, yeah me too but uh there's something we said about just having uh uh a big long audio discussion you know what yeah. i mean yeah there were there were a couple of elements of the live podcast that i enjoyed like interacting with the chat was always really fun too yes yes but um yes. but yeah this has actually been really nice i i kind of yeah. really enjoy this one, we're going to translate this electricity to the live one. You know what I mean? We're going to do yes. it. We're going to have fun. I you know? Yes. Uh, folks, let's, uh, let's, start, let's start this podcast off uh, with uh, just general discussion here. I just want to hear about what, how's, how's everybody been doing, what they've been watching, things like that. Uh, Jason, let's start with you. Me? Yeah. Um, let's see. After last week's podcast... So the next day, I went out and I did a protest. I went to march. That was a lot of fun. Hell yeah! Um, and then I went to a birthday party. We went to the beach. Beach. Um, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But other than that, like I just worked. Like nothing. Not much else physical outside of that. And I just been watching a lot of watching Hulu, a lot of YouTube. Um, cool. I'm still watching Initial D. I'm almost done with it. Nice. Um, but also, God, they put Digimon Tamers back onto Hulu, so like, I'm just gonna watch that now. Oh. Uh, I, I fucking love Digimon Tamers. So oh, I don't know what that one is. That's the third season. Um, oh, is, it, is that the, the one best. where they're like real life, where they're not real life, but like the Digimon are coming into the real world? And yeah, they come into the nice. real world initially, and like, 
it just it gets so good. It's got I think yeah. easily the best character development in any of the seasons. Um, yeah, I think and it's a more darker tone one. Isn't yeah, it's yes. it's yes. way darker. It's got like this this horror theme to it at the end. It's yeah. the guy who directed it was like big into horror shit. So like it's got a totally different feel than like any other season. Um, is it is it something that you have to put your kids goggles on to enjoy, or is it something that you can enjoy as an older person? I mean, it's hard to say because I'm super nostalgic for it, and I've rewatched it a bunch of times. So, like, I just love it through and through. But like, 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 um, if you're really watching Avatar, you don't have to put on your kids' glasses to enjoy Avatar. Like, like, there is a lot of nuance and depth there. Is that the same with the Digimon? Because I, I did, I haven't watched Digimon since the first season came out, and I never gave it a rewatch. So, like, I don't know, like, if it would hold up as an adult. Like, it's not Avatar quality of like nuance and development and all that like avatar is god tier you know yeah for real um yeah but, but I think like of the, i think of the monster taming or ca- capturing shows like between that and pokemon i think digimon is the more mature of the of the bunch and the sure more, it, it does deal with a lot like of more mature themes and certain like with like certain with some certain of the villains that we've had like the first season is is you know introduction okay i get the world type thing it is mm-hmm. it is kind of kitty i think in the first season very much but like when they when they start going back and like they start like dealing with like the repercussions of like some of the world and the time jumps and uh of course the third season i think is like yeah i think very much when you brought it up was like oh yeah the dark season yeah um <laughs> I think that there is like something we said, like if you have, if you enjoy those shows with the monster taming and everything like that, like between that. And I think compared to some of the other shows, I think it is probably the more mature of the bunch. I mean, like, like we're saying, like you're, you're the ending of, of this season here deals with the, the horror theme stuff. Um, what, what was it? There was a season where like that one of the villains was like a, a dude who was just like, like using, uh, the Digimon and, and brainwashing them and stuff like that, and it was completely fucked up. Um, that's so season two. That's season two, yeah. yeah where, you know, uh, and he was like uh, just doing a bunch of fucked up shit, and then like just they try and turn him to the good side. So that was like very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I like, think season- Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Season three, Antonio's question, like, it's not like as good as Avatar, but it does have a lot of nuance to it. Like the, the main characters all have like complete full character arcs. There's like, and, it, and it's some heavier topics. Whereas like one of the characters is a pacifist, so there's a lot of talking about like how does a pacifist come to terms with like needing to do what like needs to be done in this kind of situation. Or there's there there's a very heavy uh, death scene uh, at one point and the it really rocks the partner of this character mm-hmm. and there's huge character arc in that like like how does someone come to terms with that and they're just a child they sure. don't they don't do it very well yeah. they, they really spiral out of control for a while and like you you see that and you see how much it hurts them and like how they try to like break through that and like become better than they were before um yeah so in that like in that terms, I think it does it better than any other Digimon season. Um, yeah, I think very really much. Good. Yeah, and I think very much like if they ever did like 
you know, God forbid that they would ever do like some sort of like movie version, like li- like live action or like big movie version of Digimon. I think it's the one that you could it, did you one. did you could do a mature themed mm-hmm. like you know rating for it. Like I think you could like not maybe not rated R, but like you could go hard on like some of the story elements because Digimon is. I think that's why it's also more popular among like older teen folk out there uh down the road and even like what isn't there a like i think there's a game recently that like people have been waiting for for a long time like it's supposed to be very mature too that was supposed to be coming out but it just has been like stuck in development hell for a while survive yeah Did you yeah yeah and it's just like you know i think there's i think there's something to be, to be said like if you enjoyed watching pokemon back in the day and nowadays yes it is very kiddie and like you, you can rewatch any season and just be the same thing but then, like, the Digimon show, I think, did the thing that Pokemon couldn't do, which was it matured with its audience. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, one of my favorite arcs in Tamers is, is, like, the the one who killed that guy. And, like, how do you come back from that? Like, how do you try to become a better person after you, like, straight up, like, killed someone? And, like, what kind of effort is, like, needed to be done to, like... Mm-hmm redeem that redeem yourself on that aspect and it's it does it really well and that yeah. there are kitty moments like you do have to take those with a grain of salt because it is made for kids but at the same time it's it's got a lot more depth to it nice. nice so i have like literally no experience with digimon like whatsoever so like when this person died did they like use their digimon on him and then like killed him with a digimon or like how does that work well oh, it's man. there was like it's digimon on digimon violence um and usually in digimon like your their data so they're like data will scatter and then like recollect and they'll become an egg and they'll be they'll be reborn but in this season specifically there is a, a mechanic where you can if you killed another digimon you could absorb their data to make yourself stronger and then they don't come back like their data is in them now um oh. so it's, it's kind of it's a permadeath system in that sense and so this guy kills one of the partner Digimons. He is a Digimon. Yeah. Um, absorbs the data. So that guy's gone. And it really rocks the world of the, the other person. And then, mm-hmm. like, he eventually starts to feel really bad about it. And he's like, oh, God, what have I done? I have to make it up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, like, I, man, now, now I'm thinking about it, you know, I, I do, like, really enjoy that when you had first started out with Digimon, it came out like competing with Pokemon, which again, Pokemon became the biggest thing in the fucking world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like Digimon was forever in the shadow of that. But what I think, like, like I said, like the thing it did that made it so great and unique was that it matured with its audience. Right. Mm-hmm. It like season one was like the kitty one, the one that like was the introduction of just like, Oh, it's your, you, you're watching Pokemon. Like here's Digimon. And then season two, even, it gets darker, and it just keeps going. Bit, it gets yeah. darker and darker, you know. Even I mean, I think it's really good though. I was, and I was going to say, isn't um, so the the little orange dinosaur guy? Aguman. He, yeah, Agumon. He eventually like loses his shit and turns into like a skeleton monster. That yes. was season one, wasn't it? Yes. yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, like that was you already much darker than yeah. than Pokemon was. Uh, season three has a scene like that as well, and they crank the tile up to like eleven on that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. There's always been these themes, and like season one is very well, all of them are very much like kids growing up and maturing, and like 
what that process is and sure. their own personal path towards like being who they want to be. Yeah. And yeah, if you push your, your partner too far and like you don't have good intent with it, it's going to, if they're a magical digital monster, it's going to fuck them up. Like, yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it's a very interesting series. You know what? I would, I would say like, if you were going to sit down and watch a series with your, with your, uh, like with your kid, I think that between watching every episode of Pokemon and every episode of Digimon, I think you would have a better time watching all the way through of Digimon than you would of Pokemon. You would, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't. Uh, and we've, this has been brought up before, but I actually don't have a great uh, like place in my fucking opinion for Pokemon. Like, not not really the games or the manga or the anime. I mean, anymore. I think I just really, you know, like, because I grew up with it. I was I was in fifth grade when Pokemon came out. And mm-hmm. so it was like, that was the thing. And when it was really blowing up, obviously I was into it because I was in that age. But as I got older, I realized this isn't a great anything. It's not a great world build. And it's, it's not like, as far as an intellectual property, it just, I don't know. There was something very attractive, but it's like Harry Potter. When you're a kid, you're just like, holy shit, Harry Potter's the coolest thing I've ever read. But then you're older and you're just like, I can see how this thing got fucking popular as shit. There's a lot of very attractive things for kids here, Mm -hmm. but the world build itself, the actual intellectual property is not that great. And I think Pokemon was only ever great in the sense that it could have been great, but it was never sense in the, in it was never great in the sense that it actually achieved that greatness. And it was just kind of like teased. I mean, I don't totally agree with that, but I do kind of like, I, it does. I do kind of feel that vibe where it feels like, like Pokemon was kind of like way cooler as a kid, but then now it doesn't really offer very much to me as an adult. Yeah. And it still offers, I feel like it still offers a ton to kids. Cause it's like more, it's like drinking from the fire hose. Like it's way too much stuff. <laughs> like there's, you'll never get through it as a kid, but when you're an adult, you're just like, this is a very simple thing. There's not a lot of, new I've always here. said that like Digimon lost the war, but Digimon's always done better on the shows and than Pokemon has. Sure. Because it's got more depth and nuance to it. Like, it's like, cause like the world of Digimon and the shows, like it happens in the real world. There's the two different worlds. There's Digimon digital world and also the real world where it's like mm-hmm. real ass Japan. So there's this, the, the implications of like, well, what happens when the general public finds about, finds out about these monsters? How would people react? Like how do the yeah. parents of these kids come to terms with like what, like they eventually always find out what their kids are doing. How do they come to terms with that? Like, mm, what that's are the, so cool. What are the, what's the impact on it? Yeah. It's, it's always been. That's interesting. I think maybe at some point I'll, uh, cause I have Lima and she's just about to turn 11. I think that at some point it'd be cool. Dude, watch it. Tamers. Tamers yeah. is so good. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Tamers uh, season three. I, I, I do even love season two. Season two had like very season, interesting. Season two is okay. It's the worst one. And, in a lot of people's opinions, but as mine as well. But for me, it's like, it's like season yeah, three, some, season one, season two. No, I season two is after memories. season four. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Season interesting. Stuff. So I have another. I have another question about Digimon. Just like oh, okay. in, in general. So I are know a they, lot about Digimon. Are they real or do they like ex, do they exist inside of a computer? How does that work? They 
exist in their own internet world, but they often cross over to our world and cause problems. Okay. So like they did just you, like did you ever see um did you ever see Tron? The the movie Tron? Uh, no, not the, the not Tron. the original one, but I saw Tron Legacy. Oh, the new one. Okay, so you know how in mm-hmm. Tron the new one? Yeah. Um there is a species of people that live that are from that are native to the world. Right, yeah. Okay. That's kind of like Digimon. It's not like they're from the <laughs> internet. They're just native to a digital world. They're creatures um, in from yeah. the digital world. Because it's like okay. they were initially created as computer programs, but that yeah. like that program eventually like grew and evolved and it like turned into its own separate entity. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. Man. Okay. Cool. I remember the movie too when it came out. It was a big thing for me too. Yeah, the movies are really good. Oh man. You know what Agumon and the God, what was the name of the, the Digimon from uh Tamers? Uh that that they combined together. Uh that is wrong. You're all wrong. It's Agumon and Gabumon. They're both from season one. You absolutely they both, no, they're not. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Don't question me. Casual. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Two season crossovers. There was two of them that kind of crossed over. But all right. There was so the, the movie is like a weird collection of three different short films. And then in one of the short films, they do meet uh, a, a different guy. He's not from Tamers, but he does have a partner who's from that season. Yeah. And we hadn't met them like we because this came out around season one ish, season two ish. So like we had never seen that one. Then it showed up later in season in Tamers yeah. um, and they do okay. golden evolutions. Guys, I just want to go back and rewatch all of Digimon now. Uh, all right, it's really good. On. Let's move on here, guys. This is Digimon and Breakfast Cast so far. <laughs> I could, <laughs> we could ask questions about this all day because I just do not understand it. But we I should could answer. I could answer. Welcome them all. to No Games, No Life, your breakfast food and Digimon podcast. Yes, God, that would God. be the niches of the niches. That's a that, that's a dream <laughs> podcast right there, guys. Make good combination. Uh, all right, John, what you been watching? What you been doing? Uh, me and my girlfriend, we watched The Princess Bride, and that was fun. The Princess uh, Bride? Oh, yeah, yeah The Princess Bride. It's a perfect movie, man. Yeah, it was very good. Um, and then we also watched The Last Starfighter. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but uh, yeah. that was really wild. It's like, I don't know, are you guys familiar with that at all? That no. The one where the kid learns to play a video game really good, and then he saves the universe? Yeah, that's yeah. basically it. Is that it turns out that like the arcade cabinet that like he's playing turns out to be like this like like a simulation test thing for like actual starfighting and then a bunch of aliens like abduct him basically and then make him fight in this like war against a bunch of other aliens. And uh, I honestly honestly I fell asleep halfway through it. So I don't know if I can really recommend it. Oh. Uh, what, no, that's what clearly was, not a good recommendation. Yeah. What what part was the movie and what part was the dream? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. There, was, there was this... Oh, God, yeah. I don't know. I rem, I vividly remember this weird, like, turtle man who had, like, a penis-shaped head. I don't know if that was a dream or if that was real. Yikes. Mm. I hope that was a dream. dream. I hope you dream. dreamt that. I hope <laughs> that came from your own brain. Uh, and then other than that... uh. I don't know. I've been watching a bunch of other shit. I don't remember. Great. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Antonio, what you got? Uh, so I have been, I've, I've watched a couple of things. So I have been watching, um, uh, like appliance, antique appliance restorations on YouTube. 
Okay. So there's this, there's this French guy who um, well, I assume he's French because a lot of the things like the words that pop up on screen are in French. Uh, oh, actually, I think he's Swiss. Never mind. I think he might be Swiss. But anyway, so um, this guy takes uh, like some this like really ugly, rusted, busted ass antique something like um, a fucking lantern or a like a scale or just some like but but like an antique nice thing that has just you know been destroyed with by time. And he'll, uh, for 30 minutes, silently restore this thing. And I cannot tell you how much of a fucking vibe these videos are. Like, um, they're silent except for the sounds of the tools working. Like, he's just, there's no music and there's no him talking. It's just, like, the sounds of, like, big shears cutting through metal or, like, welding torches. Like, it's just the sound of him working. And it is, like, I, it's hypnotic. I put them on, and I, I just watch them in their, like, totality in silence. It, I, don't, I don't know why I like them so much, but it's so cool. You get, like, a, like an ASMR type yeah. thing going on? That's what or? I was going to say. You I know what? Listen. All so ASMR. I hate ASMR because it's disgusting to me, but this is very similar. It's, it, like... It, there is something to the just quiet noises of tools working that, and like watching and watching the thing be restored is just so fun. I think that's ASMR, my dude. Yeah, <laughs> you're falling kind of, into the trap. You what guys, kind of ASMR you guys do you like? Oh, well, I guess do you not really, like? Do you not like? I mean, oh, I don't like as ASMR. Like, I don't like like people making noises with their mouths or talking real quietly or popping bubbles or like tapping their fingernails. Like all that shit to me is. Uh, like it's discomfort. I don't like it. Okay, it's, interesting. But this watching, like, just the the sound of like a super heavy weight just slide across a wooden board for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I could watch these videos. So I've been watching a lot of that. I uh, finally started the second book of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender with my girlfriend. Oh, finally. Yeah, and um, and we just we like we're in the episode before um. Uh, the library. If you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, yeah, the library yeah. in the desert. That's like the library, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're right. The the next episode that we're gonna start is that one. Uh, and so man, it's so fun. And I also because my daughter, because everybody in their fucking mom is watching Avatar right now. I catch yeah. Avatar no matter like where I am. Somebody's watching Avatar, and um and I caught the season finale because my daughter just uh, got to the end of it. And I just watched. I watched um, uh, the the eclipse, the solar eclipse episode where they invaded uh, the uh, Fire Nation, and then I saw uh, the season finale not long after that. And I just, man, like, what a fucking show, dude! Like, what a mm-hmm. what a ten out of ten knockout of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been so I've been you know doing that. And then what else have I been watching? I think that's all. Of, oh, oh, and here is my thing that I'm gonna. Admit to you guys that uh, you're probably going to have some thoughts on. I have been watching a show called uh, 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> that show is so dumb. That show is so dumb. But uh, it's really like, wow, what a, what, a, what a show that is. A very entertaining show. So, John, you've never heard of the show? 
no, no, I've never heard of the show. Oh, so no, I've heard show, of the show. I just I've never watched it. So. You, but do you and you do you know the premise, John? Do you know the premise? I have, no, I don't know anything about it. Okay, so the show is about Americans uh, who who meet their who meet people they want to marry outside of the country. Okay. So a lot of times it's like through the internet, or sometimes they go on vacation, and they meet somebody, but then they immediately fucking you know get proposed to and um they apply for what's called a k-1 visa they fly them into the united states and then they have 90 days before they can get married the person has to be in the united states for 90 days before he gets their their permanent residency card Mm, and so um in those 90 days they can't get married they just have to chill for 90 days before they get married and a lot of these people barely know each other, <laughs> and right, a lot of yeah. these people have gotten together under very bad pretenses and lies. And and sometimes it's just huge cultural differences. Like it's not even lies. It's just some people are coming from a culture that like really values certain things, and they come to the United States where very different things are valued, and it's just like – what in the fuck are you even thinking you can like form a life with this person? But it's really just like, I wouldn't call it cringe humor. It's like, um, I don't know. It's that like HGTV fucking like look at people's fucked up lives kind of entertainment. I don't right, know. There's probably yeah. a word for it, but man, me and Janet have been watching that show a lot. We've actually watched every season now and now we're working our way through a show called uh, 90 day fiance happily ever after which is after they've been married and just like, what are these people up to a couple of years later? And it is just as bad. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Nothing's improved. Nothing's gotten better. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, so. I can't believe you've watched more 90 day fiance than you have avatar. That's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I hear that. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been watching. Nice. Nice. Uh, John, what you got? You already talked about it. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. that's right. I, I watched last night. Where nothing. are you? Uh, Pretty I Friday. didn't watch anything. I, I was uh, Johnny. What do you got, Johnny? Huh? I haven't watched anything. I haven't really watched <laughs> anything, guys. Um, this whole week has just been uh, me kind of uh, just milling around the house with different things I have to do. Um, so I just haven't been able to do much of fun stuff. Um, the only thing I can really talk about that I actually dived into was I, I dived into the SCP Foundation. I don't know if you guys... Oh! That's very interesting. Is that, cool. Is that a show? No, 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 no. no. So the okay. SBC, uh, SCP Foundation is uh, the Secure Container Protect uh, Foundation, which is a uh, like a collaborative urban fantasy like uh, writing website. Wait. Uh, uh, John and Jason, do you guys know about SCPs? Yeah. I know that there's video games based off SCP, right? Like there's SP, SCP contain, can, uh, Containment Breach and games yeah, like that, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 basically. So um, I took I took a deep dive into it because, like, uh, you know, I, I like that kind of like kind of a uh, idea of like, oh, there's a what if there's a found what if there was a foundation that like housed a bunch of like weird artifacts or um supernatural or just weird uh entities and stuff like that like um and the, the way that the the wiki website breaks everything down is that they break it down as if each um entity or thing that they contain or have a file on is like an actual government document um so oh, interesting like, so like when you go to like the the website or the wiki 
um, like you know, you know they have a uh, a bunch of series about it. There are thousands of like you know stories now because it's a it's a collaborative like effort between like um every like people who come in and want to write like a, a cool little like um entry and then they'll, they'll, that's what they'll do. Um, so they'll go in and they'll just have like a a, a template where they have to kind of like fill it out almost uh in the same format of like this government document where like names and stuff and dates and and such are like redacted and it just seems like it's a very you know oh this is like this seems like a government document and like we're not supposed to be like looking at this and it seems just very interesting when you break it down and they're like some very 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 interesting like ideas of like John, if you've never looked into this, I would uh, I would love to send you one or two of my favorites that are pretty fucking good. Fun yeah, yeah, okay. there there are some really good ones because there's thousands of them out there, and they're like there there are some really good entities and ideas. Um, I've just heard of like some really just great like uh, it, it kind of I I took a dive into it because I just wanted to like feed off of like what like other ideas of just like weird things and this like there are a bunch of weird ideas in this you know of just like what type of entities could really fuck up like the world so like um yeah it's it's, it's a pretty interesting concept i i like i really like it um i just i've been listening to the to the uh some audio versions of the government documents being read which is which is pretty interesting too but like yeah going through it and like just taking a deep dive and just like, oh, this one's interesting, and just reading through it, it's like, man, this is, this is weird, you know. So, cool. so it looks like it's kind of like like weird tales, like the old like pulp like uh, books and stuff like that. But it's kind of like dressed up as this like uh, like government sort yes. of like document document thing. Yeah, yeah, basically, like each one like each one does has a kind of like a weird name, but then like when you click on like the actual number, like they never really call it by that name. Like, they always refer to it as the number um and they they just go through it and like there's just you know there there are some really interesting ones uh and there's some banana shit in there yeah there's like there's there's some real like banana shit um so i i would uh i would say like yeah if you're looking for some cool weird ideas like i'm going through this i was like man this is fucking crazy but i love it so just want to point out that SCP-031 is titled "What Is Love?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's it, that's the entity that uh, people fall in love with, and they see it as like the thing that they want the most. But it's basically kind of just like this weird blob. Okay, so. I thought I thought in the document it was just going to say, "Baby, don't hurt me no more." No. <laughs> okay. No. No, they'll break it down. Like they always. Yeah, they, they're all treated pretty seriously. Yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. It, that that's the key thing. Like, er, like when you for the people who write these, like they're supposed to treat them as if it was a real thing, um, and uh, write down like real in in detailed ideas of like how the foundation would contain it if they could. There's a lot of things they can't contain, and like the things they can't contain are fucking horrifying. But. Uh, yeah, there are some things that they just have to monitor. Like, they can't even contain them. They just kind of follow them around, make sure yeah, that they don't ever really truly freak out. I hate yeah. that peanut one that just, like, stands in a corner. Oh, like, I, I don't know. I've never even read Yeah, I haven't even read that one. The statue, yeah. That yeah, one's creepy. Yeah, that's the one from the video game, right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah one that's one of the most famous ones. It's, mm-hmm. it's used in a lot of the art for SCPs. Yeah. Yeah, that and the old man, which is like the one that like constantly like just 
is the Terminator and won't stop phasing through walls and coming after you. So the, uh, my favorite is the one in the game. I don't know what it's called, but it's just one that constant T poses and screams all the time as it like chases <laughs> you. Like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones out there. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I've just been taking a deep dive into it and kind of just like looking at different ones and just, yeah, I've come across some really good ones. So I'm just like, oh, that's a really good concept for like a, a creature or a good concept for like um, just a weird idea of something that like, you know, that would threaten our world or something like that. So like, it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are, my, one of my favorite ones is the one that's actually Cthulhu. Oh, um, yeah. And the idea, I'll just break this down real quick because I don't want to waste so much time on this. Uh, the, the idea of Cthulhu was that he is an entity that people, like, okay, so he, he's basically, he's Cthulhu. He looks like Cthulhu, right? Uh-huh. And the thing is, they contain him um, in, the, in the foundation, right? And he kind of just wants to stay in the foundation and just play video games and stuff like that. He doesn't really, like, he's not, like, a deity, but the thing that, that that was written about him in here was that his the power that's so threatening about him is that followings and like cults will spontaneously pop up uh, worshiping him, and so like they break down like just a bunch of stuff of like random people just like becoming like super cultists and occult worshippers of him. And they will just try and they would just like, he has to keep like, they break down a bunch of like incidents where people keep breaking in and doing just the weirdest shit um, to try and like serve them as as, like, uh, you know, uh, get them out of there. And just like, you know, they start like, they break in and they start doing an orgy right in front of them. And he's like, no, you guys just leave. I don't want this, you know? (laughs) It's it's the most, it's hilarious because he's just like, I'm, I'm, I don't want like a following right now guys just go away i just just don't don't do this <laughs> uh <laughs> stop, me. stop please stop doing this you know and the the they'll, they'll just do a bunch of weird stuff you know they try to get him involved with the orgy or the, the origin he's like no i don't want to be part of, no i don't want to be part of this <laughs> he just i am not horny be, right now this is not he, turning on He's just like, I just want to be left alone, you know, <laughs> but these people, he's, he, you know, they just keep popping up as like, his, as like a super cult for him. And that's the thing that he can't control. He can't control it. Those people, even if they eradicated one cult, another one would just spontaneously pop up somewhere in the world for him. And it's just like, that's like, that's a fun concept for Cthulhu. Yeah. So. All right, uh, all right. Let's move on to game talk here, guys. Because but, right. but uh, John, just so you know, that is a more jokey one. Yeah, most sure. of okay. them. Jo- most of them are jokey. very just ominous. Like most of them are like uncomfortable reads. Yeah, sure. un- okay. Yeah, the, the the greatest thing about the, about uh, the SCP Foundation is that most of them are just make you think of just like, man, what the f- what if this was a thing in the fucking world somewhere? And it just like it kind of just like fucks with your mind a lot right. um and uh, a lot of them really don't like a lot of them seem like that they're like going through like a story right and they're always like kind of like on a cliffhanger i'm just like you don't really know what's happening with it recently or what's going on with it you know so it's just like man it just leaves you and like it gives you some, such a good tidbit and it's like really just messes with your mind about something and then you're just like man because now I'm thinking about it, and there's no more information about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. So I took a deep dive in that for like the whole week. 
I've been listening to it and reading some uh, in my time. So, all right, uh, let's go on to the game discussions here. What is everybody playing out there? I want to talk. I want to hear that. Uh, let's start with Jason. Jason, what have you been playing? Uh, well, my roster has not been too diverse this week. I've mostly just been cranking away at Darkest Dungeon more. I really want to beat it. I'm not quite there yet. Um, I took some really heavy losses, uh, like right before the weekend. And like, it was very discouraging. So I pretty much didn't play it all over the weekend because I was like, okay, I just need to get my, my head back together and like recoup and kind of figure out how I'm going to like get back to a good point. Um, and I started playing again yesterday and it's going all right. I've, essentially recovered i'm not quite like in a good spot as i was before but i'm okay uh i have a lot of money now i've never had so much money in this game like i can just do whatever i want it is insane um i don't know how how far had did you get with the game jelani okay so here's the thing right uh i also had like a really bad beat um where i just lost uh i just it was just a bad time in a dungeon right uh-huh. And so it kind of put me off in the game for this past week. Um, so I, I haven't been able to, to like bring up uh, my bring myself back to it because I was just like, man, that was such a bad beat. I need to take a break um, mm-hmm. from the game. So I just I haven't really played that much this week at all. So um, so I, yeah, I'm still I, I'm I'm nowhere near like end game anything. I'm oh, still very early. Yeah. So it's just. It's just the thing is, like, with this game, it, it very much will hand you your ass even at the beginning of the game. And it's just like, um, it's just kind of, it, it's, it's, you just had to deal with the hits. Um, so this week has been just kind of just me just uh, taking a break, kind of like, uh, you know, just like taking a break from this. You got to do sometimes. Yeah, just taking a break from this because this game is, is very much just like, hey, it's going to be a grind. It's gonna be uh-huh. you're gonna lose people late in the game, and you're gonna be like fuck. I gotta grind like somebody I don't like now, or something like that, or figure <laughs> yeah. out something out, you know. So it's it's so it's it's so much just like management. I'm just like I kind of just need to take a break. I haven't even, I didn't even really jump into Animal Crossing this week either. So it's just been kind of just you know. Uh, I bet you Animal Crossing kind of uh, lost its lost its uh, appeal once you lost fucking three thousand coins. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. The, and this is the sure. thing, right? I've How had, do you bounce like, back? I just had two weeks in a row where two games that I was like super <laughs> into playing just hand me my ass in two different ways. And I'm just like, you know what, games? I'm going to take a break. <laughs> I'm out of so, here. So, yeah. Okay. I'm, but I'm sorry, Jason. Go ahead. Uh, That's okay. Um, yeah. Like, I'm pretty determined to. I really want to beat Darkest Dungeon before the Pokemon DLC comes out. Cause I know once that comes out, like my attention's going to shift. Um, I'm getting close. I only have three bosses left. Bef- like so I want to beat all the bosses before I go into the, the final dungeon, the darkest dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've only got three left. And so I'm getting there, but like, like, like I said, I took some really heavy hits. I like, I lost some key members of like my higher level guys. So it's, I have to find ways to replace them and I can't really do the bosses until they're replaced. Um, no. but I, I eventually, well, I got back to a point. I, I was able to beat one of them last night. Uh, no, maybe this morning. I don't know. It all blends together. And I think I'm in like week a hundred. I, I want to say I'm almost to week one thirty. 
And like the way that the game works is that like each dungeon run is a week. So like you do a dungeon run, you come back, it's week 129 when you were in week 128 before or whatever. So that means I've done like almost 130 dungeons at this point and I still haven't beaten it. Like, good Lord. Yeah. But, uh, I did get a new achievement. That's fun. Um, there's like a special boss you could you can do in the horde mode and I my whole party dodged his attack, so that was an achievement. And I checked, and it was like only 2.9% of players have this achievement. So I'm like, oh, cool, sick. Nice. I got a couple other ones there. It's like less than 5% of players that have it. So that's fun. That's, that's something to be proud of. But um, other than that, I have not been playing anything at all. I haven't even finished Wonderful 101 yet because I've just been focusing on Darkest Dungeon. So... Not not too much else to report, sadly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, John, what's your plan? All right. I started a new game of Minecraft. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. It's been cool. I am doing a... I kind of like... Was, I was playing around with like a few different like kinds of... Uh, of mode to play in. I didn't know like what kind of world I wanted to play in. I don't know like if I wanted to play like survival or hardcore, or just do like a creative type thing. I did eventually settle on, I'm doing a hardcore mode. That means like the first time I die, like it's over, like the game is over. Uh, I'm dead and the world deletes itself. Uh, and then also I'm, I'm doing hardcore. Also for the world, I am doing an ocean only world. So like, Oh, oh it's just like, like pretty much the whole world is just ocean. And then I was very, very lucky with my spawn. Cause I actually spawned on land, which I was pretty sure that I wasn't going to. Uh, and I managed to get a little, a little thing of land right next to me. And I also got a, uh, like a shipwreck right nearby. So I could, I could get wood right away. And those were very, very important. I probably would have died like, immediately if I hadn't gotten those two things. So I was very happy with my, with my spawn there. Okay. Yeah, cool. I still don't understand the appeal of Minecraft personally. No. So when I when that oh, game yes. first came out, I played that game uh, like morning, noon, and night. Um, maybe I don't know every day for like four years. Like 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 it, that was one of the one of the big games where the sun would be coming up and the birds would be chirping and i'd be right, like yeah. rice how fucking many hours have i been here yeah so like i i understand the appeal but now you got to remember that was when minecraft first came out i was like that was like a decade ago right and, yeah and and so the game was very different back then the game was very simple now the game is still pretty simple but there's just more shit and i i just it's not enough shit for me to come back now when you got terraria yeah, I mean, even Terraria, I haven't been playing much. Ooh. Oh. Oh. We'll get to what I've been playing. Alright, alright. Yeah, the challenge with, with Minecraft, because like, I, I also was one of those where, like, when it first came out, I played it, like, so, so much. And, uh, you know, it kind of, after a while, it does get kind of old, like, the same old thing where it's like, you start out, you punch a bunch of trees, yep. you make a bunch of stuff, you try to find diamonds. Like, it's all just kind of, like, stuff on the checklist you do. And then yep. the end game is kind of, like, where you're, like, where you really get to, like, expand out and be creative. But, like, at that, like, it's, it's usually pretty likely at this point they'll just, like, you know, stop playing before yes. that happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
the, the good thing about hardcore mode is it kind of like gives you it kind of like gives you like a limitation and so you kind of like appreciate all of the stuff you're doing more yes uh, as you're doing it as you were describing that hardcore mode you can't die uh world deletes itself and an ocean uh world both of those things sounded to me very attractive like, I was yeah, like yeah. oh that sounds like it'd be a fun game actually yeah, no, it's it's been really cool, and uh, it's also I, I thought that it, like there would just be like nothing to explore in the world too, because it would just be ocean. But actually, there's like lots of like stuff that spawns underwater now. Like there's like like ruins and like temples and like all the sorts of like shipwrecks and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. there actually is like still lots to like go down and look for, which is mm-hmm. cool. Are you like always managing like air resource? Is that- yeah, well, y- yes, but. Uh, Luckily, like I, you, I, I, I spawned like on an island, which was really nice. Uh, so like, I don't have to like be on. Like, also, because like you can be underwater, but also you can be like on top of the water too, just to like come up and take breaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like it, you, when you're underwater, yeah, you do have to like manage that resource. But there are there is like an enchantment that you can put on a helmet later on in the game, and that'll like help you like breathe underwater. Just seems, like I don't. It doesn't seem like you could build a house that you could like go back to. Well, no, yeah, you you still you still could. It would just take a lot of determination. Yeah, like but that's build- what that's the appeal of the game. The appeal of the game is trying to figure out how you're going to do a thing, and then making that thing happen. And that is, it takes so much of your focus to do that. That time disappears. Like, you really do melt the hours away trying to figure out how to build a fucking house on an island or a fucking house underwater and shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't really I don't really have, like, an actual house right now. I basically just kind of have, like, this little, like, uh, I've got, like, a mine shaft, and I've got a little, like, hole, like, a little, like, outcropping in the mine shaft that I keep all my stuff right now. And I don't really know what I'm going to do for a house later on. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. I think what I would do, I'd try to, like, like make a big boardwalk or something. Yeah, like, yeah, that's definitely like a viable option. Is that you just like build it on top of the water. Yeah, and then like you find cool spots in the ocean, you just like expand a path that way. Like this is where the fucking ruins are, and I can just go there. Yeah, yeah. Many years ago, many many years ago, um, my friends and I did an island build where we just kept restarting until we got an island. And there was uh, we got an island with a single tree. Oh and boy. And that turned into the most fun uh, map I've ever played in Minecraft. Me and those two friends, we put a lot of hours into that tiny little patch of fucking dirt or patch of sand with a tree, the tree on it. And it turned into a, an enormous, beautiful fucking island. Because we had a tree, we could keep you know planting it. And so we had enough wood to expand the, the island. And hmm. then, you know... It, it, was, it just kind of went from there, but it was such a fun build just trying to figure out how to make the best of, you know, just tiny patches of land with one tree. And that's really cool. I unfortunately was not given a tree. So I have basically all of my wood has come from me going to shipwrecks and then just taking the wood from there. Sure. And then wow. making tools out of that. Which so is like, insane I, because you don't have like that's a very limited amount of fucking wood. Yeah. Well, you, you would think it would be limited. But actually, like, because you can just, the the shipwrecks kind of just keep spawning as you, like, keep going out. 
Sure. So like you can kind of just like farm them that way. But to start the the run off, I was like, okay, so I hope I get a tree. I hope I can find a tree right away. So I don't, you know, I'm not just like doomed to like not have tools for the rest of my time here. Sure. But actually it turns out that just, you know, scavenging them from shipwrecks actually works really well. So I think that's just going to be my like income for all of my wood basically. Sure. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Uh, anything else? I started Breath of the Wild again, and that's been kind of fun. I've been kind of playing it on and off, though. So, oh, okay. You said you were watching like a, a challenge run on it before, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. Or something. Yeah, that did have something to do with it. I was like, oh, oh you know what? And I did also. I, I started Breath of the Wild because I bought the uh, the DLC for it, and that comes oh, with like oh, a yeah. hard mode. So yeah. I was like, oh, you know, what? I'm gonna play Legend of Zelda on hard hard mode, and uh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, the, the differences are is that all of the enemies like one tier higher than they normally would be. And also all of the enemies also regenerate health, which makes it so that you have to be way more aggressive when you're attacking uh, enemies and stuff. That, that seems tedious. It's actually, it, it's surprisingly not tedious. Basically the way you approach problems is that you kind of like have to like, you like find the enemies that are sort of like out in the wild. And then you kind of think, okay, well how can I like use the environment to my advantage to like kill all these guys without like alerting Mm -hmm. all of them at once. So it's kind of like dark souls. You're trying to trying to like pull enemies away Mm -hmm. from each other so that you can like, you know, take advantage of like a one-on-one scenario. Yeah. That's how I imagine that would have to go. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously there are situations where like, you'll like just try to like go like kill like a couple enemies and they just like completely wreck you. So just got to be careful about it. Hmm. Also, you, it's uh, like legend of Zelda is also like a game where like, you could, it's also kind of just fine to like run away and come back to it another time when you have like better gear or whatever to handle the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get your motorcycle yet? I did not get the motorcycle yet, no. Because, like, all, another cool thing is that all of the, like, DLC items are actually, like, hidden in the world. So you have to actually go find them first before you get yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I think I just looked at a guide where to get them. I wasn't really trying to fuck around with it. Right, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Antonio, what you were playing? Uh, so I have been playing nothing. No, so I, I played one game in between the last time that you and I talked. Actually, no, two games. Um, I've I've been playing a game with my daughter uh, here and there, wherever I find some time, um, which is called Brawlhalla. Are you guys aware of Brawlhalla? I've heard of it. Heard of it. So Brawlhalla is a... um, It's a a brawler in the the same vein as Smash Brothers, where you have, um, you know, like... 30 or so different heroes. And uh, then you, you play on like a brawlish kind of uh, platformed arena and uh, Lima got really into it. And um, I had been playing it from before. So it was just a, an easy kind of thing to spend some time with Lima doing. And she's, she's really good. I told her that, um, that if I could, if she could beat me while I was legitimately trying to beat her because for uh, for a little while when when we first started playing it was just uh me kind of just like you know fighting against her while she tried her hardest and then i would eventually beat her 
Uh, and then I realized, um, you know, that's, that's not going to work. So I picked a, like a rock golem, like a rock golem kind of looking character. And I was just like, this is just your practice dummy and I'm going to play against you, but I'm only going to use the basic attack. You know, I won't use the special and I won't use any weapons. I'll just try to beat you with the special effect. And, and we played like that. And then we played with the special and the right and, and, um, and the basic, and then we played with weapons and so, like, I had, like, this tiered system, and I would ask her, I'm like, how, you know, like, what what, what level do you want to fight? And she'd be like, let's fight, you know, level two or whatever. And then I told her, I'm like, if you can beat me at at max level, I'll buy you a skin for whatever character you want. And that was enough motivation for her to just, like, really grind the game. And, like, I hadn't played much. I just, you know, I'm more competent because, you know, she's 10. So, but she got so good <laughs> that she did beat me, and then she eventually beat my my second best character. Until now, she hasn't been able to beat my best character. But um, but it was really cool. It was really rewarding as a parent to be beaten in a game by your daughter when you're really legitimately sweating trying to fucking beat her. <laughs> yeah, uh, and 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 she beat me. So so it was really cool. Uh, so I've been playing. I've been playing that here and there wherever I have some. I find some time. Uh, I played a game with my brother and my cousins the other night called Tower Fall. Tower Fall Ascension. Oh yeah, Tower Fall is fun. Yeah. So, so you guys are aware of this game? Yeah. 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 Uh, Archer game. Yeah. So Tower Fall, Jason. For you know, if if you need a little like, if you don't really know what it is, Tower Fall is um. What's that? I need a refresher. Yeah, you need a refresher. Towerfall is a like um, a multiplayer game where you can either co-op it or you can play against each other. And each player has a tiny little sprite. And um, the movement is super basic. You can jump, you can move to either direction, and you can dash. And each player has a bow, so you're kind of just like shooting arrows at each other. That's oh, your only. Yeah. The, okay. That's your only about, but the the uh, the arena is is real limited. There's a hole at the bottom, hole at the top, and if you fall through the bottom, you come off at the top. And it's just like endlessly spawning bosses or enemies when you're playing co-op, and then when you're not playing co-op, you're shooting each other. But that was a really fun game. Every we we like to a couple of nights a week uh, get together at night and um, and play Jackbox games. Uh, but we had been playing so many Jackbox games that one of my cousins is just like, Hey, let's try something different and see if we like it. And we played tower fall ascension. It was really fun. Then we, we played some Jackbox at the end too. Was, that's just fun. Cool. Tower fall is a great party game. That oh, is yeah. a fun game. We used to play that at 42. Yeah. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You used to play it a lot. Like when, when you have like a bunch of people who've like been going for a bit and like they're, they're fully familiar with the game, like the matches are amazing. Yeah. yeah. That game's really fun. Cause you can also like catch arrows out of the air and stuff. Like yeah. That too, and then, and then they go into your inventory. And now you have the advantage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 There's a lot, there's a lot of opportunities to talk shit in that game. That's probably my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay, so I so I played those two games, and since then I haven't played any Terraria, I haven't played any Magic: The Gathering, I haven't played any Hollow Knight, I haven't played any games. Oh, Antonio's burnt out on all of them. I'm not burnt out. What I have been playing is the game that I'm designing. Oh yeah. Ooh. So so because I am done with the 
alpha build of the game, the game in its mechanics are done and written and finished. Right now, I'm just beta testing the game and working out all the bugs. Now, I'm going to be doing that for the next two months. Um, my tentative um, my tentative timeline is that uh, the entire month of June and July, I'm working on uh, all of the um, branding. I, I, I'm working now with a graphic designer and an illustrator and a 3D modeler. And between the, the four of us, we are uh, designing every element of the game, from the cover art to the branding to the way that the models look. And uh, while I'm doing that, while I'm, I'm getting this product ready for um, for the advertising campaign, I'm also game testing, game testing, game testing, playing game after game after game and working out every single little kink that I find. And um, that's almost, I mean, that's going super well. Like I, every person that I've played the game with has had a lot of fun. And I'm every single time I play the game, I'm finding things that I can change and make better. And so uh, really it's just a two-month kind of like power through um like beta testing of the game while while we prototype and, and get it ready for production the um the the time so in august is when all the promotional material and uh the game should be ready for production and from august to october so all of the, august through september um I'll be doing a two month aggressive marketing campaign with like, you know, like I'll be sending the game to reviewers. I'll be sending it to YouTubers. Uh, I'll be, you know, like uh, pushing ads. I'll be doing everything to make sure that people know about the game. And then in October is the crowdfunding launch. And, uh, but that's, that's, that, that's more, uh, going to be informed, uh, by whether or not I feel like I have enough fan support by then. But my tentative launch day for the crowdfunding will be in October. Hmm. But the uh, the branding is actually like really uh, it's it's uh, way more done than I expected it to be. A, less than a week after I hired the graphic designer, which is amazing. Um, the uh, the illustrator I just uh, started working with yesterday, so th- there's no art yet. And the 3D modeler um, is already working on the 3D model, so we're just kind of um, we're just kind of pushing forward. And so every, every opportunity that I have to play games, tabletop games or any kind of game, I'm usually playing my game so that I can continue to refine the, the bits and pieces and, uh, and get it closer to uh, a launch capacity. Cool. So it's a tabletop role-playing game, right? Your game. It's a, it's like a, a, a small scale tabletop mini war game. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. It's so more like, in the vein of it's more in the vein of like a uh, like a hex game, like a gotcha. like a hero clicks type of game, than it is in the vein of like Dungeons and Dragons. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, like, are you going to do like a Kickstarter or something like that to help fund the production of the game? Or yeah. So, so the game I will produce until its end. I there okay. will be the the crowdfunding will not be for game development or for game production the okay. game will be done and ready to be bought by the time I crowdfund. But the okay. reason I'm doing a Kickstarter is for the mass manufacturing of the game. Gotcha. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to crowdfund so that I can, I can uh, get this into the hands of people in bulk, um, but not to develop the game. The, 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 all of the developmental costs I'm incurring out of pocket. Okay. Very cool. Really? Neat. It's very, very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Can't wait. 
I'm yeah. really looking forward to playing with you guys. That'll be a really fun time. The next time we all get to get to uh, get to hang out together, I'll have a uh, yes. I'll have an early prototype of the game that we can play. I already have the like a super early prototype of the game, but I I am receiving this week. So tomorrow I'm actually getting my early prototype uh, tokens, player tokens, and then by the end of the week I should have my prototype game mat that I uh, had printed on neoprene. Because uh, that's that's what it's like in the end. That's what it'll be printed on. But this is like an early beta testing one, so I will have a like a production quality beta testing kit um, by the end of this week. And so the next time I see you guys, we'll be able to to play on a on a pretty decently produced uh, like game. It won't be what it what it'll look like when it's in production, but it'll be a fun like prototype for beta testing. Oh, exciting! Cool. Can't wait. Someday down the line, Antonio, I'd love to talk to you about how you've gone about this process of like actually developing a physical product and getting it like marketable. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Me as a designer, like I love to design, but that is such a daunting aspect yeah. for me, and so, I don't know a lot about it. I so it, I um, started. I tried for the first time kickstarting this same game as as a tiny baby amateur that was like way in over his head and and laughable seven years ago and uh since then i have um really learned a ton and it, it, it has been seven years of understanding the process enough that i am still an amateur uh and still in over my head but now much like i'm much more footed ground um and yeah if you ever want to like just talk about how to get to a point where your game looks like it's ready to, to be put in front of faces. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I have a lot of answers now because I, I have been in, I have been in that world for seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Very what cool. <clears throat> very cool. Yes. Very cool, yeah. man. All right. Uh, yeah. Is that, and that's everything. That's all I've been doing. Um, I think I kind of, my stuff kind of bled over in the Jason uh, stuff, but like I said, I I kind of took a, a, a pause to breathe from games for a little bit um, this past week. Um, but I did like download some stuff uh, ready to prepare for this week to hop back in and do some stuff. So I, I actually decided I wanted to take uh, uh, it's been a bit, but I got I think I'm gonna dust off the old VR rig. Um, yeah. And uh, hop into some VR stuff. Um, so I went in and uh, downloaded downloaded a few cool VR games that I'm interested in. Um, I haven't played them yet, but uh, you know I, I downloaded three games. Um, I downloaded uh, this game called uh, Blood and Truth, um, which is a cool um, action uh, story heavy game. Um, it's in the style of like a Guy Ritchie film. So um very interested in that. Uh the in in the early days of the PS VR, um it came with kind of like a VR worlds, which was kind of like a demo almost disc of everything. Um yeah. not not other games, but ideas that uh some of the VR developers had. And one of them was a game um that was very much in the vein of like a Guy Ritchie film and uh cool action moments and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm very interested because this is from the same people who did that. And so it was very well done with my favorite things from that, from that disc. So super interested in that. Want to jump into that. Um, 
I got this uh, game called Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, um, <clears throat> which is a, uh, again, Walking Dead, the this, this series burnt down on, but the idea of like, uh, re- like looking up some uh, information on like the VR gameplay of this, of this, uh, uh, of this game got me interested. Very highly interactive, some cool moments in it. So like, you know what, I think I'm going to jump into it and see how it is. And then uh, I got a game, a VR game called The Tale, Tale of Tales, I think it's called, um, which uh, I think I brought this up before, that some of a game that I was very interested in. But uh, I believe what it is, um, if I'm hopefully I'm not misspeaking on it, but uh, I believe the game is a um, it's a VR experience. Like um, it's almost as if it was uh, the stories being portrayed to you in the VR world as a actual like Dungeons and Dragons game. Um, so mm. like the computer mm. is telling you the story as you progress through with these characters, but it's all taking place on a table. Um, and like the characters are like the little models, like the little figurines, like, you know, like that you would get from like, you know, where, you know, hero foundry or whatever it is you would get them from. Um, and so you'd see the figures, you know, move them around the table. And then like, um, as you encounter in battles and stuff like that, like the, the board, like, uh, the table, like, um, shifts into like the, the actual, like cool looking like battlefield and like you're moving around your characters and doing stuff like that. So, and, uh, you're rolling dice to attack and damage stuff like that. So it's a very cool concept and I really am interested in playing that. So, so three games for me to jump into. Hopefully I'll get to, uh, go through them and review them over the next few weeks. And I know there's a bunch of stuff coming out too. So, think we're getting last of us next week too so lots of stuff coming up so oh sounds like fun yeah yeah can't wait um besides that nope uh nothing else for me this week um so yeah let's uh let's move over and jump into topics of the weeks uh topic of the week what do we got who's got a good topic this week i got one cool antonio ready Yes. Sure. Yeah. What is your favorite party game? I'll go first. My favorite party game is the original Nintendo 64 Mario Party. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Mario Party 1 for the Nintendo 64. That is the best, in my opinion, the best party game I've ever played. The mini games were all fresh and original, and I enjoyed them. Um, I like Mushroom Mix Up. I'll never forget the fucking anxiety. Um, bumper balls was a really cool. There were just so many like classic games, a lot of like really classic, um, like little sound bites that I'll never forget. Uh, it just, it, the game itself was, was it before it got super crazy convoluted and like, like you never knew who was going to win even at the end. Cause you never knew who, like who collected the most coins or, you know, like the stars at the end, you never knew who was going to have the most of them. And so, yeah, that's that's my favorite one. I I, I I can't wait to one day own a Nintendo 64 and then buy Mario Party 1 just so that I can have that in my back pocket because, man, <laughs> I love that as a party game. Yeah, I second that. That is a very good party game. I love the that old one. Like I, I remember going through and playing some of the more recent ones. I was like, man, this this is this, – I mean, this is a Mario Party game, but it's not sure. capturing that magic that I got yeah. when I was playing the 64 one because yeah. – Man, that uh, just the memories of playing that old 
Nintendo 64 one. Because so it good. wasn't overcumbered, man. They were they weren't they weren't trying to do too much with it. They just you know they just were we were having a good time with that game. It was it was simple and it was fun. Yeah, the game like playing a board game. Like, yeah, it was playing a board game and it was cool. And the mini games were like super, just like hey, these are super easy and you can yeah. anyone could win these games, you know. And that was the I think that was the point. But now like it was always now it's like super watered down and it's it's so weird um, that like how how quickly the tides can turn on the new games. I'm just like man, sure. this is just like someone can just run away with the game so fast. And it's yeah. just like eh, it's not fun. Um, I hate Mario Party. I just like want the first, to the first one. <laughs> I hate all Mario Parties. Me and Mario Party are not friends. How is I that mean, even possible? I thought that we couldn't have differing opinions on games. Because uh, Antonio, you do you are not cursed with eternal bad luck. Oh no! <laughs> Mario Party is heavily RNG influenced. It's true. Um, it I will is. play Mario Party, but like I will complain the whole time. Uh, <laughs> oh man oh man the only time the, you know what i i remember the one time i played mario party with uh jason was on the x like the very early extra life stream that we did mm-hmm. uh and you came on and we played like a full game of mario party between you and me um and i i, I, I remember yeah like you totally ran away with it and i think uh Did I? yeah you I ran away you. with it and the only thing I the only thing I remember was I kept like doing the a, a weird voice for Shy Guy, and that's all I remember. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's Shy Guy. You have to. What, what was the weird voice? I was like, oh man, I was trolling Jason. I remember this. He, sh- he, yeah. he was running away with the game, so I was like, it's a me, it's a me, Shy Guy. Yeah. Shy guy. <laughs> I remember and, that. Yeah. And Jason's like, that's not what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, wow. <laughs> he, he doesn't sound like that it's I mean I'm the shy guy <laughs> <laughs> oh god it was good no. and then I think we went from that to like one two switch so like yeah uh, something like oh that. yeah yeah that was fun good stuff good memories um alright Jason well, which one is better then what's a better party game um you know for my money Antonio I have to go with Kirby Air Ride oh uh, I've never played that one really Yes, specifically the city trial mode. I don't know. Like, I know it's pretty, like, people play it like that. But, like, in my friend group, very specifically, we played the shit out of city trial. Um, I have a lot of good memories of city trial. And, like, we all have our favorite stars. We all have our, like, different strategies we try to go for. We have, like, rivalries, like, when we play the game. It's it's cool. (laughs) It's really, I'm really all about it. What um, kind of a game is it? Like, describe the game because I've never played Kirby, that game. I don't even know about it. Kirby, you're right. It's like essentially a racing game, um, and it has like different racing modes. But you can do the city trial mode, which is like you can have up to four players. You can choose the color, and you're dropped into this big city map. And like, there's boxes all over the place, and you have to like drive into and smack the boxes, and you break the boxes, and like power ups pop out. And there's different power-ups for, like, each one of your stats. So, babe, what you really want to do is you want to, like, get as many stat boosts as you can because um, at the end of seven minutes, you do a random um, a random event. Sometimes it's a race. Sometimes it's a battle royale. Sometimes it's, like, a, a kill or whatever. Um, and you want to be as strong as you can to hit that point. 
and those are fun, but like, it's really all about the actual city trial. The city trial is like super cool. You have this really big complex map where you've got like the, the actual city where there's skyscrapers and you can go up on top of the skyscrapers. Um, there's like underground caverns and like a subway. There's a volcano. There's a rail system. You can go into the volcano and there's like, there's like a whole cave system in there and there's like secret shit in there. Um, and throughout the map, there's like spawning and despawning different machines that you can ride and they all have different stat lines. Like they all perform differently. And so you like, you have your favorites. Like I like the ones that you can fly really well on. There's ones that you can, like you have big top speed or like big acceleration or good turning or something. Um, I also really like, there's like an ice cream machine. That's just like this big bulky bastard. that can't, <laughs> It can't charge, but like for the ice cream machine, I love the ice cream machine. Like it can plow through anything. It can't charge. Like the way that you move in that game. If like when, if you're stopped and you're not moving, you have to hold down a and charge. And then like you, you launch out and then like you ride that momentum um and it's really a lot of fun and then like in some of the boxes in the red boxes specifically if you want to you can hunt on the red boxes and sometimes you'll get the pieces of the special one whether it's the hydra or the um dragoon dragoon yes thank you um and like the hydra is this like unstoppable monster if you like it takes a really long to charge time to charge up but once you charge it up like you just you're you're moving all the time and you will plow through anything and the dragoon is like it'll charge really fast it's not very strong but you can fly forever with it um so like you can start trying to collect these pieces but if you hit your friends with your car or there's like kirby abilities that drop all over the place there's like bomb and spikes and like freeze kirby spark kirby you can get the powers to fight each other and you can make them drop the pieces and then you can collect the pieces and like it becomes this back and forth of like who's going to get the special machine and it's just it's so much fun yeah. and like it's prime shit talk material like you can <laughs> really just go at it uh, my 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 friend and my best friend and rival in that game. He like his main objective when we play that game is hunt me down and make my life awful. Uh, <laughs> but man, I w- I really wouldn't have it any other way. Like it's just we've done it for so long now. Very cool. And that yeah. mode specifically is like so much more fun compared to the rest yes. of the game of Kirby. Who the fuck cares about the rest of Kirby? I ride. Yeah, it, it's all city trial. <laughs> I'm honestly like kind of surprised that they haven't like developed an entire game just based off of City Trial at this point. Man, I wish. And yeah, that would be, be super duper fun. That would be rad. I just gave myself a Charlie course. Oh my god! Oh, oh the pain! Oh boy! You got too yeah. excited there, guys. You That's got my so pick. excited. That's my pick, boys. <laughs> That's a good pick. I I like. Trying to explain like the genre of that game is so difficult because it's like an open world racing scavenger hunt game where you can also fly and there's a time limit. So Battle it's race. like oh, there's also like events that happen too. Yeah, where, like, like a meteor come down. Blade. Yeah, there's the meteor and like it crashes down and it drops like power ups when it crashes and there's like a uh, the all important omni boost in there and like like who can get the omni boost and then sometimes Dyna Blade shows up and like the, this is big chicken and she's like wrecking havoc and you can hello hello Jason oh, I think your yeah. mic cut out Jason's mic cut out Jason's gone Jason's gone he died no. uh, all right uh, um, John did you have one before I go oh uh, yeah I was just gonna say Smash Brothers like you know yeah. super duper fun I'm sure. back. 
hitting people and items, throwing Pokeballs. A fun. Nice. Yeah, Smash Brothers. I was afraid was going to be like the everybody answer. Yeah, yeah. Because it's such too. a because it's such a party game. But well, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. I don't really like. I used to. Like, I think if you go with like some of the older versions, I think you could probably like say that. But like, I feel like the game has become something where if you're very good at the game, it becomes very less fun for anyone else. Yes, uh, yes, definitely. You know, and so the thing is like. When I think party game, I think game that anyone else could jump into real quick and pick up real easily and then okay. just like be on a level. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, uh, yeah. Because when you're at a party, you don't have like just gamers. You have people who are just like, I'm here to have fun and stuff like that. What game can we th- jump into? You know? Sure. And the thing is like before I used to have like a lot of fun just jumping into Smash until Jason and John just put me in my place and I just never yeah, <laughs> just could could never ever reach you that fucking guy. casual. To some some god tier mode of just like how the fuck do you guys know these combos? You know, um, I didn't I didn't uh, feel that for the first time until recently when I played with uh, my cousin, uh, who actually I just referenced a little bit ago, same cousin. He um he plays. I don't know if he plays like aggressively, but he's probably at like uh, Jason John tier, where like you're not gonna go pro, but you're pretty good at the game. Yeah, sure. I um I played. Super Smash Brothers 64, you know, and when and when 64 came out and I was a kid, there was a point where I me and uh, one of one of my good friends at the time, we were the best players we knew. I didn't know anybody that that could beat me. I was fucking like unstoppable at it. And and then Melee came out. That was the one for the GameCube, right? Yes. And uh, and I was maybe not the best player I knew, but I was like, still, if, if I was playing against somebody, there was a high likelihood of me winning. And then I kind of stopped playing it aggressively. I played brawl, uh, pretty good. And, um, and I still would hold my own anytime I played, but then, uh, I didn't play the next one. The one that was on the, like the Wii or the Wii U or whatever. No, cause Wii was, was brawl. Then there was yeah. the Wii U. But then Smash Four, as it yeah. came to be called, and, and then so the newest one that was the one that I played not recently, but like last year, sometime around Christmas, I went to my friend went to my cousin's house, and I was just like, yeah, I guess I'll play some Smash. It'll be it was the first time I had played Smash in a long time, <laughs> and I'm jumping around with Kirby, and like I'm, move, I'm moving Kirby like I moved Kirby. You know, like I, it wasn't like there was, it was some foreign concept. They have really, I think, paid close attention to keeping the core mechanics of the game understandable. And so I played the game competently, but man, did I get put in my fucking place, dude. Mm -hmm. And by somebody who's not like going pro, like this kid just plays the game a lot. And like, I, like, I, I, I have not played the game since and I don't plan on. Because that's just, yeah. I guess, just a thing that it was just not in my future anymore. And that's the thing. Where it's like, if I was at a party, right, if, or if I was hosting a party, and John and Jason came to the party, I would <laughs> never, never in a million years suggest Smash as a party game. Because you play, you know, I would play because I'm curious. It would, it would just be John and Jason going back and forth. <laughs> you want to get this work, man? What, what the fuck? Come on. <laughs> no, see, like, so, uh, but going back to it, yeah, like, I think, uh, again, Smash, very good game, right? But 
party game, I don't think it's a party game. Like that's just me. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so like for me, like when I think party game, I think a game that's very accessible, very good for people to jump into, and just everyone has fun and everyone's almost on like. I mean, some people can get good at a game, but I think everyone is mainly on like a, kind of the same level with like simple mechanics and things like that. So um, I let me see. Um, I, I would I would love to to throw out Nidhogg as a really good party game. It's a great um, game because it's very simple. You just have to get your character to the to the opposite side of the like the end of like the screens, right? Sure. But the whole thing is, if you die, the other person can start moving the screens the other way. And so the whole thing is just like you guys are just going back and forth. The, the, your uh, opponent is constantly responding back in, and uh, you're just trying to like come up with a strategy to kill them so you could continue to start running the other direction, right? Yeah, and this so, Nidhogg is, is super. I mean, it's cute. It's fun. It's, when I played it against uh, against Brian, I like I you immediately start t- shit talking. That's another good shit. Yeah, talk yeah. Game. And that's the that thing. Is probably like, the best shit talking. The best. <laughs> the, it's, it's one of the best shit talk games. And if you have two two players that are good enough at the game, a round will go forever because forever. they will just continually kill each other, and it will just never go anywhere. You could probably have like a whole round last an hour if you wanted to. Dude, it gets just, exhausting sometimes. It gets exhausting. <laughs> like when will this end? You know, it becomes like a point of just like a, a, a game of attrition. You know, almost. So I would suggest that. Um, but I do have like I do want to bring up because I think no one here has brought up, but I do want to bring up that like tabletop games are very much accessible for a lot of people. Oh, sure. um, and I want to bring out a couple of fun little party games that you can pull out very easily and have people play. Um, I think Resistance is a very good party game. Um, if you want to, you know, really lose friends, um, yes, <laughs> Resistance is a very good party game, but it's also a very good shit talk game because you're just constantly trying to like point out other like traders um if they are and accuse everybody so i think it's just it's a very accessible easy game like some people will look at it as like what is this game i don't understand it but then like as soon as you really get into it they'll be like oh i get it and then they start going through it you know um everyone makes it more complicated than it is but like once you start getting into it very easy very accessible and uh, i think it's a very good tabletop game uh on the same lines coup i think is a very good game as well yeah where you're playing the kind of the roles and you're hiding what role you have and you're trying to like be the last one standing. I think it's a very good tabletop game. I really prefer, I, I prefer coup over resistance because coup doesn't give me anxiety like resistance does. <laughs> coup, coup gives me some anxiety because when you're calling people out, you know, like it's a big deal. You can really scream and call and fall off a chair. Yeah. But resistance, like it got one time Janet started Please, crying. Tell, tell, tell the story. Tell the story for the phone. Yeah. Girl. Janet started crying one time. Cause I, cause I knew Janet, she was Janet, a, your girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Janet, my girlfriend, she, uh, she and I were playing with a bunch of friends and she was a spy and I knew she was the fucking spy and she like did not want to admit it. And she got really very fucking frustrated with me and she started crying and I was just like, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I guess we did, we did, I, I went too far. I really, uh, I apologize for yelling. And then she was the fucking spy. And like, I, like, I, from that point forward, I was you got played. Dude, I got played. I got played for real. I got played in a way that made me deeply uncomfortable with her. And so I was like, you know what? I never want to play this game ever again. I haven't played either of these games. No, oh fun. man, well, you, you gotta get a, you gotta get together with us and play Resistance. Both are fun too. Coup is really fun. Like that's yeah. my that's my yeah. go to uh, like yeah. quick game. Like, it's easy to teach. Yeah, both games are very easy to pick up. 
you know, like they're both very much just a hidden trader mechanic. Uh, no, no, no. Resistance is a hidden uh, trader mechanic. Um, coup is very much hidden roles. So you don't know what everyone has, like if they're what their powers are. What it's like it's are. like bullshit where where yeah. you don't you can play a card you don't really have. Yeah, everyone is everyone. It's a bluffing game. Like uh, you know, every role has a special specific power, and um, you have two roles, and you're just constantly trying to like play those powers without anybody calling you on your bullshit if you really have that role or not. Because if you don't. Um, it becomes very bad for you, but if you do, it becomes bad for them. You know, so like, it's like the game. best moment of the game is because you can only have two cards, and the best moment of the game is when, without any cards changing hands, a person calls their third different type of card. You're just oh. like, oh, okay, so you're definitely lying about something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the kind of shit you gotta keep track of. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So. Uh, I think both are very good party games. I think Coup, Coup I think, is a limited amount of players, but I think uh, Resistance, you can have a large group, and I think the large groups are amazing for, oh. for Resistance. Yeah, because I think tough. you can go up to, like, 13 players or something like that and just, like, have, like, a big party of people accusing people, and then there's, there's just the traitors behind the scenes just like, yes, argue. Argue, you sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that sounds and then, like so yeah. fun. And then, and then the last thing I, I do want to throw out there is I think Funkoverse I think is a very good party game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think it's I think it's I think it's just a very accessible tabletop game, and I just love it a lot. So I think yeah. it's, it's very cutesy. Everyone's everyone loves how it looks, and then just like you throw some people on some teams, and you just like strategize it out. And I think it's fun. So yeah, good yeah. stuff. All right, good topic, Antonio. Uh, the best party games are good shit talking games. Yeah. Any other topics out there? I got a topic. Um, so I want for some suggestions here. Um, I'm going to send an image in the chat so you guys can look at it. This won't translate the best on our voice only, but I'll, I'll try to describe it as best as I can. So the new okay. Pokemon oh, DLC is coming out, right? Okay. Yeah. And with it, is the new Galarian Slowbro. And Slowbro is my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> and I'm very excited for it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to send you guys this picture. What I need you guys to do is help me come up with a nickname for this Slowbro. All right? Because oh okay. I've been mulling on it for a while, and I can't figure it out. Man. So I'm sending the picture now. For the people at home, the new Slowbro, instead of the shelter being on his tail, it is now on his arm, and it is now a gun. You guys might not know that, but the gun is very important. And, like, he's got <laughs> purple bits on him, and that's poison because he's poisoned now, which is really fun. Um, and I'm just – I'm having a great time with it. But – and keep in mind, my slow world, my friend farmed out a shiny slowpoke for me of this form. So instead yeah. of being pink, it's going to be mainly yellow. So that's, that's important. Like, keep that in mind. Right now his name is Mellow Yellow. Okay. Um, but I wanted to change it once I saw the new design because I'm like, oh yeah, he's got a gun. I'm that's that's got to be pivotal. Um, y'all seen it yet? I'm yes, looking at it. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, but, yeah. The uh, the new uh, uh, Galarian Slowbro. I, I saw you post this on Facebook. And for the I folks did. out there, if you guys get a chance, Google it real quick. But yeah, it's it's basically uh, Slowbro with the with a cool gun arm. Um, and he just has a couple like uh, different uh, color uh, purple spots and stuff like that. Very cool looking, right? Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, when I saw this, I was like, "Oh shit, he's got a gun arm!" Gun. Let's arm. go. 
let's go slow bro um so um, i'm it's just one of my favorite like looking new pokemon um right away so with there's some some couple interesting lore tidbits they they mentioned that the the shelter is able to like inject a poison into slowpoke whenever it's in like whenever it's in danger and it kind of causes it to rampage and it makes it very dangerous they say mm-hmm. um and there's also another instance where if it's in like a situation where it's facing a very strong opponent the shelter will release a, a, a toxin that increases Slowpoke's um or slow bro i should say his reflexes his speed they say it becomes extraordinarily fast like beyond comprehension or something um and it's it's got an ability called quick draw we don't know what it does yet, but it obviously has something to do with a gun and the fact that like it has that burst of speed to it. Um, so it's very interesting, and it's, it has a special move called Shell Sidearm, in which it can. It's really good. It's poison type, I assume. It has a chance to poison, and it will hit your opponent, and it will use either defense stat, which is worse. So it will just find a way to like hit the hardest that it can, which is very nice. good. Um, me personally, I'm thinking of like, I might try to do like a Metroid theme because like my slow bro is a girl and it's got the oh. arm cannon, right? I think oh, that would nice. be fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like what y'all think? I'm trying to pick your guys' brain here. I was, I was legit super good at coming up with names. I was legit gonna just like start suggesting a bunch of Mega Man characters. Uh, oh, Mega Man, yeah, that's interesting. Just doing just Meg, Mega Bro or something like that. I don't know, Mega just Bro, Mega Bro. Um, yeah, was it Roll the the girl Mega Man? Roll, yeah. yeah. Oh, does she have a gun? I don't. She has like a, a broom, right? I don't know. I don't. I play thought Mega. she had she had a thing on her arm. I but I, I like I like the Metroid, uh, the Samus angle more than I like the. Mega Man angle. Mighty number yeah. bro. Mighty number bro. <laughs> I think um because it's gonna be yellow and I think the the purple patches are orange instead on the shiny form. Like I could mm-hmm. do like Vario Suit or something, Vario Suit Samus, which is her one that lets her resist heat and it does yellow Man. and orange. You you could just call her Samus. I mean I could. It's so simple though. I really yeah. like I like some nuance, you know. Yes. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I don't like it when it's too on the nose. Yeah, like I, I, I have, I take a lot of pride in my nicknames. Um, I, I, I usually take a lot of time to like really mull it over and like come up with the the. Um, uh, do you go real punny sometimes or no? Sometimes, it depends. Sometimes it's super serious. Sometimes it's super punny. Like it really depends on the design. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, when I uh, so I'm um, a huge edge lord, mm-hmm. and every time I've played Pokemon, <laughs> we know. <laughs> every time I've played Pokemon where I name all my Pokemon, I always give them like badass names because they're all badasses. None of them are ever funny. I'm never like, I'm <laughs> never clever. I never think of clever things. It's always just like like. If it's red, I name them like incandescence or some shit. Like 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 if it's a fighter type or some shit. Like I always go for the badass names. I never go for the funny ones or the clever ones. I'm not a clever guy. I I I really do lean both ways with like I have a, a bi sharp and they're very chess themed because it's like pawn yard and bi sharp and things. So like I named that one checkmate. Like it wasn't super clever, but like 
there's a more serious one. But then also I have like a Kunkelder who he's like this big clown nose construction worker. And I call him my dad because, you know, <laughs> <construction>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I really go on any broad spectrum. Uh, I'm really having a hard time coming up with a good name because it's like, because like the name Slowbro doesn't really like rhyme with anything gun, gun related. It does not. It's very difficult. Yeah, no, I, 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 I put you guys on the spot here, but I kind of wanted to do that to see if you guys had the, the reaction time, the, the, the ingenuity, the quickness. I think what you've, what you've learned is that we do not, sir, man, the, what? You could just name him. You just name him after a gun. Like, just call him like, I don't know, uh, gun guy. Uh, what's his <laughs> name? See, the funniest thing is, John was like, you could just name it after a gun, and then he couldn't think of a gun. <laughs> I, I thought of a gun. I thought of a gun, but then I like thought I, I remembered the name of a different gun, but I couldn't like get it out. It's what's it called? The West West. What is it called? The Smith Worcestershire. A Worcestershire, oh, yeah. yeah. A Winchester? Winchester, yeah. Call him Winchester. Winchester, that could be good. John, you'd know this. Um, I have been considering, because mine's going to be yellow, I might name him after that one assist trophy in Smash, who's just the yellow guy with the gun that shoots you up. Oh, the guy who isn't General Custer from Custer's Revenge? The other I, guy? I guess. <laughs> I just call him the goon. Yeah, the, the guy in the cowboy hat. I think his name's the sheriff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the the deputy or something. Well, if you guys think of anything later, you know, his name. His name is just called Sheriff. Is it Sheriff? Yes. Lone Star. What's the name of that? What's the name of that uh, arcade game where you play as the Cowboys? I Um, mean, I'm not going to lie. If you named him Sheriff or if you named her Sheriff. Uh, that's not a bad name. Yeah, that's a good name. Like, Sheriff. It's an okay name. Well, I guess I'll keep mulling on it. Hmm. Hmm. You could call her... Oh, man. That's a good... Yeah, see, that's the thing. I can't think of any goddamn character names from anything. I considered, like, Deadshot. But, you know, that's that's a little too easy. Zuka. What'd you say? Yeah. Call him Bazooka. Bazooka. Oh, man, if I if it was a pink one, yeah. and like if I had the space, because you only get like twelve characters in a name, uh, I would call it Bazooka Bubblegum. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That'd be good. That'd that's, be really that would have been good. That would have been really good. That's a shame. Um Yeah, I can't think of anything, man. I'm sorry. Well, well, I thought that'd be a neat idea for a topic. At least. I do like the idea of uh, naming it after the yellow suit uh, that Samus wears, because that's Are like, yeah. But like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the suit. I would just put the first word. Varia. Yeah. Varia. Varia. Yeah. Because because that's that. only you like like I mean only like the real people. You know, yeah, like, real OGs. You know, yeah. And yeah. only the cannon was on the other arm. Then it'd really be Samus. Mm. <laughs> Just put it call it not Samus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Moving on to another to- a good topic. All right. Uh, John, what you got? All right. I-, I might have brought this topic up previously, but I don't remember if I did or not. So the, the, the topic is, what is the most damage you've ever done in a video game? 
Like a single attack. That's damage. What do you mean? So, so I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll just give you my, my easy answer, because how could I possibly know? But, but my easy answer is in Terraria. Uh, when, I, when you're at the end of the game, um, there are different, like, classes that now I guess you can actually start from the beginning of the game. But before, after you beat um, the, the three mechanical bosses and the, the jungle golem, you uh, get the option to fight uh, the the lunatic, which is like this like moon cultist. And when you kill that thing, the moon gods come down, and there's like these just three giant pillars or four giant like uh, lunar pillars that uh, bring like different aliens. And it's anyway, it's bananas. But one each one of them lets you craft a different class of weapon. Um, so there's like the magic one, there's a melee one, there's a summoner one, and there's a, a, a like a, a gun one. And the summoner one, that one lets you craft a thing, a, 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 a sorcerer weapon that allows you to summon an energy dragon. And the cool thing about this one is that normally in this game, a summoner weapon, every time you summon something, the, the stronger you are in that class, the more of co- more copies you can summon. So, um, like if I have like the spider uh, a staff, um, if I have like if I have a complete um, like summoner loadout, I can summon twelve spiders. And then so like there's twelve spiders around you, and every time you get near something, they like attack it like crazy. With the dragon, the dragon's the only one that doesn't summon multiple things. It just creates a longer dragon. And okay. And when you're completely buffed out in the, as a summoner, this dragon does like 150 or 200 damage per segment. And it's got like 13 segments. So anything it touches, it does like like i don't know like fucking like 2000 damage especially if you've got like a mythical one or something crazy shit and so um that's the most damage i've ever done like as far as uh within the game mechanics right yeah uh where like i guess i've seen bigger numbers elsewhere but compared to what i'm fighting the largest disparity between the thing that i'm attacking and the thing i'm attacking with has been in terraria with that uh with that celestial dragon because it's there's nothing there's nothing more hysterical than summoning it because once it's summoned it just kind of flies around you it does it does its own thing and it attacks whatever it sees and there's nothing funnier than when like a slime which is like the most basic enemy in that game just jumps on screen and it's like 86 health is just obliterated by like a 2000 health monster which is right so, yeah. hmm. cool my Final- Final Fantasy Seven, uh, the Knights of the Round Table summoning, nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred, uh, yeah, and ninety nine hit points. <laughs> I think that's all I can think of. Is is that like a thing where like it's like a scripted thing where you like do that much damage, or did you like get like some kind of cool combo that allowed you to do much that to do that much damage? I think like I had maxed out. A char- the characters so much that when like I had summoned this summoning and Nice uh, Table was such uh, an infamous like summoning for for this game because um, like you could you could set the summoning up have it summon the uh, the Nice of the Round Table 
which would be 12 fucking different knights that would come in and just like continually do damage. You could set the set the summoning, go make a sandwich, come back, and it'd still be going. <laughs> um, because like it, it 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 went through the world's longest animation, but like you did massive damage when you did the summoning. So yeah, hmm. cool. that's all I can think of. Sorry, the, I, I cut off Jason. That's okay. the The instance that comes to mind is kind of recent. It was when I was playing Slay the Spire a whole bunch. Uh-huh. Um, my favorite build in that game was with the the defect character who was like this robot and he had a, a build path that was centered around uh, a bunch of zero cost cards that he has uh-huh. and they all did like different things but they all really synergized with each other really well and then they it kind of what capped it all off is that there was a, a two cost card that did good damage but it also said like when you play this card bring all the zero cost cards from your discard pile back into your hand and then you could play them all again. So you have like the, the zero cost cards. There's one that says like every time you play this card, um, the next time you play that card, it does two more damage than what it did before. So it's a stacking buff on that. Uh, you have a card that says like it deals two damage, but it also replies a stack of vulnerable on the enemy, which means they're taking more damage every time they take a damage. Um, so you get into these, like these chains, like if you really have this kind of deck built out, if you get lucky and you really can abuse that kind of that path, like you're, you get a whole hand where you play like seven or eight cards of zero cost cards and you do a bunch of damage. And then you play that, that two cost cards, like wham, I got that whole deck, that whole, all those cards I played back. And then like you, you fire through that again. And then there's like a zero cost card that says, uh, discard your hand, draw three cards, and then, or draw five cards, I think, if you upgrade it. So then you get a new hand, and then all those cards go into the graveyard again. Um, and then, like, maybe you draw your second version of that two cards, and, like, you play more zero-cost cards, and then you play that card again. And then all those ones you just played, plus the ones you played before, all come back to your hand. And, like, you get into this this rhythm where, like, the gears are really turning, like, the steam's coming out of your ears, and you're, like, you're just sh- shooting off these cards, bam, 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 bam. And like I'm doing against, I remember like I'm doing against this really annoying boss that I'd never liked. And like I got into this combo, and I'm I'm not even looking at the boss's health bar, and I'm just like I'm just going through these cards. I'm doing it as fast as I can. I'm like, bah, 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 and it's dead. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> like, oh my god! I remember I one time like I think turn two on a boss. Like I just killed a boss. It was insane. Um, a lot of that's fun. Cool. That's that's why I really like that build where you have those those just moments of glory of just like oh my god. You cannot stop me. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Good stuff. Good stuff. And my example, uh, I, I mean, I, when I, when I, whenever I would play Dark Souls 3, I'd always go for, like, glass cannon builds and stuff like that. And there was, like, one particular ring where, like, the less armor you wore, the more damage you would do. And I would just get, like, a big, like, fuck-off sword. And then I would just go around, like, one-shotting all sorts mm-hmm. of shit. That was super duper fun. Uh, but then, like, I think probably, like, just objectively the most damage I've ever done in one hit. Uh, I used to, uh, I, I had a friend who de- who had developed his own, like, uh, it was a text-based MMO RPG type thing. And um, I was helping him out, like, test it. And kind of, like, as, like, a reward, he gave me this, like, like incredibly, like, overpowered, like, hacked weapon, basically. And uh, it was called the Massive Lulz Cannon. We were in high school at the time, so we thought that was super-duper funny. Hilarious. Yeah. 
And I remember the 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 weapon did like so much damage, and, like it had to be written in scientific notation. Like the engine couldn't handle like how much how much damage it did, so it had to write it as like forty three thousand times ten, like the uh, to like the fifty sixth power or something like that. Like it was like a ridiculous amount of damage. Okay, was that what you said? It's called Shinobi Shadows. I don't know if it exists anymore, but it was it was just like a game my friend developed himself. Oh, okay. And I was kind of like helping him out with it, and then he just like gave it gave like this crazy overpowered weapon to me one day. Interesting. That's cool. Very cool. I was thinking about it earlier or, or yesterday, and I was like, man, I don't know if my in my entire video game career, if I ever did that much damage. Like that, like like you know, like if I took out up all the, if I took all the damage I ever did in my video game career and compared it against that, I don't think it would be as much as that damage that I did in that game. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And the damage. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. I guess good topic, John. Good topic. I got uh, you. All right. I guess it's it's on it's on me, huh? Um. I actually, uh, so uh, we've been going pretty video game heavy here for a little bit. I actually want to, um, uh, I want to go with one of my tabletop uh, questions for you guys, topics for you guys. But that's cool with you guys. Um, so all of us here, we're all, we've all played D and D or different role playing games, right? Right. Yeah. Antonio, Antonio, you've DM'd one, a couple. John's DM'd a bunch and played a bunch. John's, uh, Jason's played a bunch and DM'd some. Um, I've played a bunch and dm some um i just I, I would just love to hear like some like really cool moments from like your time role-playing or just like what what it like do you have like any like really surprising moments from like you know, like playing D or just like you know you know what i'm talking about here like i'm yes i'm like some really great standout moments for you right um and uh for, for like i i do want to like uh i'll buy you guys some time to think of like some some stories that you guys have played and dm'd a bunch so like i'm sure there's like a bunch of uh fun cool like stories or things like that from different games um so for uh for me uh I, I'll, I'll bring up uh when we were at one point i and i think jason was taking part in a 24-hour like D campaign with antonio um and Tony was dming 24 hours for like uh he did it for a quite a quite a bit for 30 uh, days for 30 days i played D with you guys day in and day out <laughs> it yeah. was the most it was the most mentally exhausting thing i've done in my life yes <laughs> um a standout moment right for me uh going through it because it, there was a lot of really great moments but i feel like I don't know what it was, and I think it might just been because every single time we 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 had to react to something or do something, I think everyone just had enough time to think about it, mm-hmm. and That's then like game fun, sure, and then really like get into the character and type out like really like like hardcore in character things, right? Mm-hmm. I think just like everyone embodied their characters. Standout moments for me in that whole like twenty four hour thing was the interactions I had with everyone else's characters oh boy i know which i know what you're about to fucking say and you know what man i can't believe i forgot about this oh my god i love this fucking moment i love everybody's like and i think like i think that 
and even just one like even just like a couple different moments here and there were like uh with even just regular npcs that you created were really fun but i think like moments of just me and like one of the character and i have like a moment with every single character i think i think i was able to pull off a moment with every single character you know like uh like the the moment where me and jason's character were just camping out in the woods by ourselves what a fucking vibe (laughs) oh my god i loved reading that like that was like that was probably one of the nicest things I had ever read, watching you guys camp together. I was like, I was stuck to the fucking phone. That was that was just a vibe. Like, it, and it was fun because, like, Antonio didn't really have to be there, right? He yeah. Didn't, he didn't really, like, do anything. I mean, they threw some stuff at you. Yeah, you, you I, know, I threw those threw, boxes you, at you guys. You threw the boxes oh, and, the, and the cool, like, boards, and, and, and we, we had some moments. But the thing is, like, even like not sitting at a table and not having everyone just look at us interact with each other, and we embodied those characters and just naturally interacted with each other like we were really camping on a fucking campfire. It was so and cool. And just having these moments, and we're just like, this is really heartfelt moments. <laughs> yeah, for real. Dude. <laughs> was, I don't know what it was. I think it was just because we could like take time to react to each other's like whatever we text out and, and like, okay, uh, what will my character say? And I, was, I would write a, a draft of it and I was like, do I feel this is good? <laughs> and then we write this. Thing, rewrite it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Like, cause like, I, I have moments like that with a bunch of other characters too. I think I had one with, uh, Jesse was with us at one point and me and him went on a shopping trip and we just had oh, a moment yeah. like walking sure. around too. Um, but like, I think like, yeah, just interactions with the other characters and it being just like, as if we were just LARPing the characters and no one else is around. We just naturally just did a bit with each other. And the yeah. bit was just like, it didn't really have any like meaning outside, like heavy ramification, ramifications for the main story or anything like that. It was just like our characters had bonded or did something and just like, Hey, you know, this is a whole bit or something like that that had. Yeah, that w- that was one of the that was one of the cool things about that campaign specifically that it wasn't about the heavy ramifications. It was about the character moments and and because you couldn't just go from giant scene to giant scene to giant scene, and and in the end, that's what exhausted me. That that we started ramping it up too hard, and I was just dealing with too many fucking things happening all over the place. But mm-hmm. when it was just like traveling or or uh exploring or talking to shops and just having those moment to moment real life moments that was what uh was so fun about that that 24-hour campaign and yeah man i like that's that uh little event that little arc where you and slink kind of just disappeared and, and camped and fought a fucking hunted a wolf together like or a fox together that was just like I don't know, man. It, it was, was something. Of, it it was very cool. out of nowhere. We just decided to do it, and we just went and we camped out in the woods, and it was just like just like a whole just like thing that has never needed to happen, but it yeah. happened. And yeah. I think that just made those characters stand out for me. You know, that was really great. Like me playing as Slink, like I really wanted to. Like I made Slink to be like super sociable. Like I wanted him to be really nice. Like I wanted people <laughs> to like him. Yeah. yeah. Like, so like, because I, I wanted people to like open up, like I, I wanted to have those moments, and it really, I think it worked out really well. Like that was really fun, and I learned your secret during that event. I was yeah. like, like, oh yeah, you, yeah, you learned the secret. 
Yeah, that was that was how that event that, that event culminated in him finding out your secret, which was so organic. The way that you wrote that was so organic. It was. It took me very much by surprise. Um, yeah, because I was like, you know what? Is this a good moment? You know what? This is a fucking good moment. We're gonna have a moment here. <laughs> moment is you know. And I just introduced like the fucking like other character, and I was like, oh, let's do this. All right. All right so I um, had. I had a moment yeah. with Antonio as the DM that no one else knows about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such a good moment too. <laughs> it was one of my it was like one of my favorite things about like that campaign of like I kept wanting to go back to it and then like because I really wanted to go back to it, like other people got suspicious <laughs> something bad going down them and they wanted to kill that guy. And I'm like, no, please don't don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, me and me and Slink by them uh, just by ourselves had a couple of really cool moments. The, all of the moments with the alchemist were fucking awesome. <laughs> Every yeah. one of those moments is so cool. yeah. Then that's one of the things too that was really interesting about that, and I think that stood out was like you didn't really know the other stories yeah. that like happened on the side. Just like it was almost like real life. You were just like someone had it, went and did something, and like came back and it was like, yeah, hey, how's it going? How was that? It was really good. You don't know exactly what they went through, yeah. you know. Um, so it had a it had a real element of a lived in world because you guys had to, you had you guys got to experience things that were happening to other players without you knowing about it. There was no pretending not to know or pretending not to hear. It was literally yeah. things were yeah. happening around you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the the. I don't want to take up too much. I mean, I'll come back to it. I want to get some other people in here first. I want to just take up. I want to just be Jelani hour here. Um, Has anybody else got another moment before I come back to my stuff? I'll, uh, um, during the first campaign I ever played, John's campaign, where I was playing crack, uh, I really loved that campaign because, you know, it was my first one. It's my first character. And like, I love, love it all. And I remember really, really early on, um, when we were in that like goblin goblin barrows, um, oh yeah, I remember. And there was like a fight pit in there, and there was the goblin king and everything. And we were oh, doing like yeah. a, it was just like a fight scene, and like I didn't really know how everything worked yet, but I, I wanted to test the waters and everything. And we were in this like long banquet hall, and uh, there like at the end of the table, we encountered like the goblin king and like his enforcers. And I was a goblin too, so I was like, "So can I like sneak under like the table and like just trying to like get behind them and everything while everyone else is fighting?" And Don's like, "Yeah, of course, why not?" And I got behind them and I like did a burning hands. Like it was really exciting for me because I'd never did it before, and you know it's magic. Uh, and I, I ended up like wiping everybody out with it. Like so, I, was, I got behind them and everything. And I just for me personally, it was just like a really cool moment where it was like, "Oh my god, I did so much there." And yeah. um. Because it was a goblin king, he had a crown, and I just had the idea at the time where it's like, oh, you know, Crack's really egotistical. He'll take that crown, like he wants that, and that ended up shaping like his whole whole motivation of like yeah. what he wanted to do there on. Like he got a crown, he must be the king. Um, <laughs> yeah, king, so king Crack in your in your in your monocle and everything was amazing. The monocle, um, yeah. Yeah, I think Crack, Crack is still my favorite character that I've done. I really like how that character developed too, because eventually, like you did, actually, you met like a goblin queen too, and they actually wound yeah. up having a kid with the queen. <laughs> yeah, and then I had and, to babysit that fucking kid. Yeah, yeah, and then you had, and then the kid was like along for all the adventures and stuff, and that was really cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. I've had yeah, a lot like, of 
I love that we had, campaign. We had so many goblins in our, in our party. We had we had, uh, <laughs> we had three uh, whole goblins. We had nil, no blog, no blog, right? No blog, no blog. Yeah, yeah. And and the son who just like I attached myself to because me and Crack were already attached. Um, yeah, so, like he was always riding on my shoulders, so it was amazing. Uh, that's a good. That's a good moment. John, do you yeah. have anything? Uh so many to pick from. I know, and there are so many to pick from. I also really like. I mean, this is just like kind of like a fun moment. I remember. I remember. Tell me if I'm remembering this incorrectly, but I remember later in that campaign with Crack, there was this part where you guys there was like a bunch of like hot oil like rising in a room, and you had guys had to try to get like as much height as you could, something like that. And I thought like one time Crack he like jumped and then did like a like a firebolt or something like that and then it like propelled him upwards and hit somebody i, at the same I was time. thinking about that exact moment so <laughs> you, you have the situation a little wrong um it was on those sky islands that we kind of ended the campaign over there yeah you know? yeah i remember and i remember early on you had talked about how like gravity was like a little lighter oh like, if you yeah, jump that's like right. you jumped a little higher so i like i kept that in my mind and I was like, oh, I really want to abuse that somehow at one point. So we were fighting those orcs, those sun orcs. Yeah, I remember that. They were like swarming us. And I was like, okay, so I, what I want to do, I want to jump up. I want to use burning hands like directly down. I want to jet propel myself up. And then during my next turn, when I was like at the apex of my jump, I'm like, I want to use fireball and just like slam it down at, like a meteor. <laughs> and that, that, I was literally thinking of that moment. I was like, yeah, yeah that, that was super That bad. was fun. It's cool, um, like it's cool, like introducing like mechanics, and then players take mechanics to like you know a direction you didn't expect. Emergent yeah. gameplay, as it's called. Yeah. yeah, that was a very, very much a standout moment for me. Yeah, that was cool. Crack totally had plans to become the new sun god there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, Antonio, do you got anything? Yeah, so I'm going to give you my my most memorable moment, and then I'm going to and I'm going to give you one of my favorite moments. Okay. So one of my favorite moments was um, in in one of the, the last um, games that I played with uh, my original D and D group. Um, actually, one of them was missing, and I had replaced them with Hondo. Uh, and so uh, this, so they started off in a, in the same place that you guys played in in Acostra, but it was outside of Acostra. So it was in the same world, but it was a different country. And in this country, there were uh, there was a mine that uh, that suddenly all of the miners died. And this mine was where all of the um, like in-game uh, magic ore came from. Mm-hmm. And so this was a very profitable mine, and everybody died. So in uh, in this in in this country, they were or in the city, they were hiring people to go in and find out why this was happening. So my, my adventurers group go down into the mine and they find out what was happening. It turns out there was a Naga down there. Mm. And so uh, they come out, they don't kill it. They, they just run and they run out and now they know. So they get into the, into the, uh, into a carriage, which was uh, the way that they got there. So, so they had gone to the Lord's house. The Lord gave them the job. They uh, they gave them a, a carriage and the carriage driver took them there. Just waited like a taxi. They they come out running, screaming, you know, covered in blood and guts and shit and viscera because you know the naga had really fucked up everything in there. And they get into the into the carriage and then they tell the guard or they they tell the carriage driver they're just like there's a fucking naga down there, it's fucking scary as shit. We gotta tell everybody. We gotta let the whole world know. 
And then they get to the Lord again, and the Lord goes, okay, here's your payment. Don't tell anybody about this. If anybody ever finds out, I'll kill you. And so they had already told (laughs) the... uh, So they're just like, so we gotta kill him, because if we don't, like... We're going to get killed. So he, they're, they're like, well, can we get a ride back into town? And they're like, sure. So they go out, and it's the same carriage driver. And they get in the car, and, and the carriage driver starts telling him about how happy he is that he gets to work. And, uh, and, <laughs> oh, and, no. and, and how, how much struggling his family <laughs> has been doing. And how, like, he has this daughter, and it's almost her birthday. <laughs> and in my mind i'm just like i wonder if these motherfuckers are gonna do it (laughs) and as one of them is talking the other uh one of the guys one of the guys who was playing a tiefling comes up behind him because he's sitting behind him in the carriage with a knife and goes i'm so sorry (laughs) just slits his throat (laughs) oh man and Our that guy. moment sat with those three guys for a long time. <laughs> oh man, I really, I really made them feel bad about what they were about to do. I, I really wanted them, I really wanted them to figure out a different situation. The fact that they just went for it is, you know, was funny. But like, yeah, I love that 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 moment has come up in conversation quite a bit because, man, that was that was a brutal thing to do. So that's my that's one of my favorite moments that's ever happened. My one of my most memorable moments, and this one's quick, was uh, when I was running my very first uh, campaign of my life, and it was with those same guys. Uh, it was with the original crew, my friend Dan, my friend Rob, and my friend Paul. And uh, and I uh, I had never been at the end before. I, I didn't know what to expect. I just know you know like create a campaign for your for people. Eventually, I, I I figured out a way that works for me. But at this point, what I figured I'd do would, was I would create scenarios, and then I would create all the possible ways for these scenarios to go. And I would like I would have like if they go this way, then this tech tree will happen, and if they go this way, then this tree will happen. And like I just sat up all fucking week, all night before the game, just like just planning out okay so there's going to be an invasion of a city and they're going to be in the thick of it and you know like if if they chase these guys you know they'll have to they'll have to get on the airship and they'll be in this country and like i just made this whole fucking map of all the different things that can happen and uh the invasion happens the next day we're playing the game the invasion happens and they crawl into a sewer and do nothing they're just like we'll just wait here until the, the, the invasion's over and i was just like oh fuck okay are you sure they're like yeah we don't want to we don't want to die and i'm like all right then, and all of that weeks long work was for nothing. I, I never, I like, I, I um, fundamentally changed the way that I DM after that night. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, you yeah. can never happen, you, happens a lot. You can never yeah. expect what the fucking characters are gonna do. I so, could, yeah. I could go on and on about how how much horrible monsters my players were in my first campaign, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I was like summoning demons and stuff. And it was very clear that this like, cause like we were in like this town and it was kind of like our home base. And it was very clear that it was kind of like a very like a nice, quiet, like kind of town. And we would just like show up and I'd start summoning like demons and stuff. And everybody just didn't want anything to have to do anything with us. That's, yeah. that's the tame stuff. 
Yeah. How about the time where you killed horsemen and then chopped them up and fed their meat to a fellow horseman? Yeah. <laughs> and we took his fridge. He you had took a fridge. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, that was uh, fun. I don't want to go on and on about it. But my favorite moment from that campaign, though, is when we were in the cave and Jesse did a thunder strike or a thunder smite or whatever and like lightning shot through the cave. And then, like, that was when we established that the sun was actually the baby face sun from Teletubbies. Uh, <laughs> that was canon now. I love that yeah. part. Yeah. That was fun. Nice. Oh, man. There's so many stories out there. Like, I think, I think we've all, like, DM'd and played so many games that, like, there are a lot of great moments out there that you can, like, just take your pick, right? Just going mm-hmm. through all the memories of just fun stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, Oh man, yeah, there's some really great stuff. I, I, you know, I think I would want to say one thing too about like uh, I think when I have in one of my uh, recent D and D, not recent, but it was the D and D campaign that we had all played in. John was in, Jason was in uh, when I was DMing for a little bit, uh-huh. um, and I think there were like there were just some really great moments with each one of the characters in that as well. I, I liked how John character started off as a character who's like i don't know the concept of money yeah. so mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. i i collect bones and trade bones and then became like the bank of the group because yeah. oh yeah you like welded like a, a bag of gold that you guys have found to yourself <laughs> just yeah i was no, like yeah. Huh. character arc here was really interesting <laughs> yeah i would i would say that's less of a character arc and more of a just like me realizing that like the idea of me just trading in bones was not going to be very viable so i was just like oh well maybe she kind of believes in money <laughs> unless you really believe in money <laughs> yeah. and, then I, and then i just enjoy money like in collecting money in general so i was like you know what I'm, that's just gonna be a trait that she has too yeah you had thousands of dollars <laughs> yeah that was really funny yeah that but was I, funny. I really appreciated that you allowed us to take all that gold too because i remember like we had like a bag of holding and i like actually like did the math on like how much gold we were going to be able to take in that bag of holding and you let me do it so i was very yeah, happy with I, that. yeah i was like you know what fuck it i gave you guys this thing and you 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 have this pile of gold i guess <laughs> yeah this is what's gonna happen now you guys are fucking rich <laughs> um you know i, I also want to say that one of my favorite moments from that campaign too was a moment that jason had uh, with his character and i i think it was one of my favorite like little run moments where jason was on watch I forgot what your character's name was, Jason, in that in that campaign. Van. Uh, Van, Van, uh, Hollow Spade. Yes, Hollow Spade. Yes. Uh, your character was on watch for the group, and uh, you heard a noise. And against all knowledge of D anD D, of never split the party, you decided to go off by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to let them sleep. Yeah, <laughs> you went off by yourself, and it ended up, you ended up. Uh, being jumped by an assassin character, yeah, and uh, we played out a whole duel in the storm, uh, in the rain, um, and we played out this whole scenario where you you had to fight against it in like uh, one of my skill challenge type scenarios, and uh, the dice just did not agree with you in that mm-hmm. uh, in that duel, yeah. and uh, your character falling in that duel. Um, 
was really interesting. And then the yeah. whole group waking up, realizing you're not there. And then behind the scenes, I was like, oh, shit. Uh, he's bleeding out. He's been poisoned. He's going to die. If they go back, they're going to run out of time because they've, they've already like they traveled so far. The only options are to move ahead and one of two other options. There's a fort and there's a town. 50-50 shot if they decide to go to the town. It's pretty much dead because the town's taken over behind the scenes. And I was like, well, let's see what they decide to do. <laughs> um, and then having the team, like, as they're riding as hard as they can to get you to some place to get you healed up. It's like they're arguing back and forth. They're like, some are for the town, some are for the fort. And I was like, oh, man, this is an intense moment. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, um, that guy got me good. Yeah, so it was a, it, it was just like a, a, a an interesting moment of just like a character. You make a mistake, right? And then the the the, the whole uh, group is trying to figure out a way to like tooth and nail, trying to get you back and figure out what the best options for it are. And there's just like stuff happening in the world, and like, ooh man, if they go here, it's not going to be good. If they go here, there's a chance. And it just so happened that they had chosen the correct path to get you to you know, a place where you're going to be able to get healed up from like what you have, but it was going to take some time. But, uh, man, I was like on the edge of my seat trying to figure out what you guys were going to decide. <laughs> Cause if you had, you had written the other, uh, the other spot. I don't know if uh, we would have had that character anymore. So. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Cause it was like, yeah, I fucked up real bad, but I was like fully willing to accept the consequences. Like I was just, uh, I'm going to ride this out and see what happens. And yeah. like, if I die, I die. Like yeah. shit. That was some good moments. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of great moments. I'm sure we could go on forever about this. Yeah. But, honestly. Uh, yeah. honestly, we could just keep talking and talking about it. So, um, that's why you play the game. Why you play the game guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think this brings us to the end of another great podcast here, guys. This is a really good one. I like it. Yeah, some good too. discussions here. Um, once again, uh, you guys can find us all over the place, social media, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, at pop Theory network, at pop Theory cast on Twitter. And uh, be sure to let people know that uh, the podcast drops on our website, popsavvynetwork.com, uh, on the podcast archive uh, section of our website. So take a listen there um, on a weekly basis and just enjoy our remote discussions here. I enjoy doing it with you guys up uh, here. So I really do. Um, yeah. So, again, uh, you know, things out there are kind of dark and stuff like that guys but know that we love you guys and i love everyone here and i love everyone who listens with us um so be safe be good out there this has been jelani hoon along with uh jason jason john john what sorry huh sorry i was distracted he's he's yep and antonio mate mate i'm here yes uh and every week we end off the podcast with a question from yahoo answers specifically the video game and online game section of Yahoo Answers. Um, this week, uh, this week's question. <laughs> this week's question is: Are throwing spears a terrible idea? <laughs> That's the question, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.